Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Come Play Podcast. This is episode 28. With me today is Bobby and Zach, and Brundy will be joining us shortly, just a heads up. But Bobby and Zach are here, so what's up, guys? What's up? Um, we have to make it a habit that everyone say what's up at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just everybody just what's up. Brandy, like I said, will be on very shortly. Hopefully, like in the next five ten minutes here. Uh, but uh, until then, uh, we have a awesome episode for you guys. Really excited about this one. Um, we're gonna talk uh, about the MLB uh, as we are at the halfway stage at this point, and we're gonna talk about NBA. And as I speak of it, is that Brandy? It Yo. is Brandy. So, so uh, that was perfect timing. Okay. Do I sound okay to you guys? I'm using. I have to use my headset because I couldn't find my headphones. Uh, you sound fine to us. All right. But, uh, you sound beautiful, my dude. But, oh, uh, thank you. You do too, Zach. <laughs> but anyway, that was perfect timing. So we're gonna get right into this. Zach's thought of the week. It's been a little while, so I'm hoping for. Yeah, it's been a while, and honestly, this is something that's been on my mind for a while. Oh God. Really. I really oh, thought about it, and it's just something that I wanted to share with you guys. All right. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Do eggs smell so fucking bad, <laughs> but they taste godly. I, I don't think he's ever started the thought of the week that way. That was amazing. <laughs> Lately, you could have just said "why the fuck," and we could have talked about that. Yeah. Like why? Why the? <laughs> why the fuck, Aristotle? Yeah, we we, we just go. <laughs> Um, that's a good question. I mean, no, but I, why do eggs smell so fucking bad? They're fucking all, delicious, man. All, all are, what is like that? Who decided we're gonna take this fucking God. horrid smelling food <laughs> and eat it? Well, I mean, to to be fair, like in other countries, <laughs> and I'm not saying this to degrade them, but they eat like stuff that we would never eat, like weird stuff, like you know, fucking. I don't know. First, yeah, well, but first, does that does said weird stuff smell well, like fucking garbage? Well, Zach, sure well, well, Zach, the person the person that invented milk, how did he explain what he was doing to the cow? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's just that's really just a subtopic of why do eggs smell bad? I, mean, taste delicious. I, I don't is. have a good answer for you. I I really don't. I mean, that, look, eggs are good. They're, well, they're great. Protein, but, yeah, but, protein. But like, also, I don't. Know. Also, Why? when when you say eggs, do you mean like 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 any form of like like any form of especially, egg, like, like scrambled or whatever? Especially boiled eggs. Okay, I will say. Um, I was like I, fucking Riley Reed's asshole after a scene. <laughs> I, I will say, for most of my life, I've been able to avoid boiled eggs. So, like, but like for me, when it's like scrambled eggs, I actually think they smell pretty damn good. That's just me. God. That was one. Nobody else laughed at that comment, and I almost fucking yeah. threw up. Like, um, I, like I, like I think deviled eggs and you know hard boiled, like for the most part, they yeah, like they smell like ass. Now everyone's gonna judge you, Tyler. <laughs> you're the only one. Yeah. You're the only one that got the comment. We weren't. We yeah. weren't doing that already. I, I heard the comment. Oh, <laughs> I just boy. chose to ignore no, it. Um, I you know. See, I I like deviled egg and stuff like that, but I don't go around smelling the fucking egg before I eat it. How do you yeah, not? It's, it's How do you so not? potent? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, it's... I, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you just kind of have to like tune it out, sort of. Like, I don't know how to. I don't know. Just 
Don't smell. I used to not like eggs because of how bad they smelled. And one day I was like, I mean, I'll guess I'll put this disgusting fucking <laughs> shit in my mouth. And I was like, wow, this is delicious, actually. Crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would you guys, but this is like kind of off topic, but would you guys ever like, uh, what is it, you know, like eat the, uh, eat the egg, like one of my, the, just the yolk or whatever it's called. How, what is that? I mean, the yolk yeah, part. I they, mean, uh, it, like raw eggs is what I essentially. Oh, I would eggs. never fucking eat raw eggs. I mean, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, it's hard to roll it out because it gives you a shit ton of protein. But like, it, it looks just disgusting. It, it looks like fucking snot. Yeah, I mean, I personally don't think I could do it, but I can understand why people do. Uh, but, 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 but what's the point of doing the raw egg? Isn't the just the egg by itself? Like you know, as soon as you get it out of the shell, just you know, hard boiled or whatever, a good source of protein by itself. What's the point of the raw egg? And I don't quite get that. Is there uh, yeah, because because you, you can drink it in five seconds? I I I can also eat an egg in five seconds. It's not that. Yeah, big. you can actually fucking enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. You got to You got to cook it though. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Well, yeah, that, that's if you're cooking, fine. But there are people who you know basically just slurp it up, putting well, in whatever cup they're using. All right, well, we need to. It, Quick side note: We need to get a fuck counter for me because I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a hot start. No, no so Bobby, so Bobby. So like people that typically work out, or not, not like not everyone that works out, obviously. Um, the hard, but yeah, like the, the hard hardcore, you know, people that work out like all the fucking time, like typically will drink like raw eggs from a glass because like it's it's quick and gives you you know quick protein. Like, yeah. like, you don't have to, like, waste your time cooking it. But you don't, but what but I'm saying is, like, you don't really have to time cook Because it. it makes a totally delicious meal. Well, yeah, yeah. but you're at, but you're adding minutes to, like, what could be seconds. Okay. I mean, I will happily put in minutes for a better taste. Yeah, I, I would, too. Say, sounds, I would, too. Sounds like psychopaths to me, honestly. We should just rule them out. They're outliers. But this, it's, it's not uncommon. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how people, like, I, I don't know if you would get more protein, I mean, you're literally just cooking it, so I don't know why you wouldn't get the same amount. I, I don't, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, yeah, I don't, like I said, for me, it's hard to say because I'm not out here smelling the egg before I eat it. I don't know. Yeah, we need to get a uh, food scientist in here, man. Uh, no. No, we don't. It's I mean, you're, you're going to culinary school. Oh. You're about a step away from that. Anyway. I think that's it for Zach's thought of the week. This was. Yeah, I mean, I still feel bothered. We really didn't come to a conclusion there. Well, um, uh, for me, for me, it like depends on the egg, though. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, were you looking for like? And let's be honest, Tyler added a nice point here. They they smell bad and they look like snot. <laughs> They do. I mean, it's terrible. Like, just the whole egg looks like snot. <laughs> the, the, whatever, like the yolky, liquidy, disgusting part. Anyway. Yeah, it looks like a combination of snot and loogies. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we are moving on. Zach's of the week. This one was di- uh, different than usual. Zach's out of the week. But uh, that's it. So we're going to start off. This has off. been Zach's out of the week. All right. <laughs> we're going to start off. Um, with uh, with a little bit of a quick segment here, but we just wanted to give our thoughts on this because uh, we never talked about it um, since the game came out. So Crash Team Racing, uh, we have some big fans over here, definitely in Zach and Brendy, and 
Uh, definitely a lot of nostalgia and childhood memories. I myself played this game a little bit when I was a kid. I didn't own it, but I played it a little bit. Um, but we all, all four of us, um, have the uh, the game now, the remastered version. Um, so we just kind of wanted to give our first thoughts. I'll go to Brendy first, um, and then Zach. Like I said, you guys are the big nostalgia uh, ones on this. So what are your uh, what are your thoughts on the game so far and how you've been enjoying it. All right. So I'll say um, in terms of, I'll start with single player and then I'll go into multiplayer. So the single player adventure mode, um, I honestly think is like base, uh, like a perfect recreation. Like they, I, they, I don't think they could have done a better job. Um, like they didn't add like some like unnecessary um, like feature to it, like the control, like even the controls themselves are like entirely the same. Um, you know, the maps are all really beautiful, uh, and it's all it's all good in that department. Like the the story, um, <clears throat> like they changed some cutscenes, but that's about it. But like the main premise of the game is basically uh, the exact same as the original, so that's what I really like about yeah, the single uh, player. Like, come on, just fucking give us the same game. And with better graphics, that's all we're asking for. Don't add any, any, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Pointless fucking crap that we don't want from the original game. Give us the original game with better graphics. And that's what they did. So mad respect to them. Right. So the, they did a really good job. I, I, I know it was uh, a combination of like Activision and Naughty Dog that, or I actually did Naughty Dog. Re, um, was, I don't was think Naughty they had Dog any hand. I'm pretty sure Naughty Dog is shut down now. Actually, look that up. Well, I they made a game like a few years ago, but I don't know. I haven't heard from them recently. Oh, but they made uh they made Left 4 Dead. No, not Left 4 Dead. Uh, what's that PS PS4 game? You're you're gonna have to be a uh, little more specific. Last of Us. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, wait, they did, did they? I th- I think so. I want to say they did. Can I get a fact check on that? Uh, <sighs> all right. Well, Tyler can look that up while while I'm talking. But what, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what am I doing? Yeah, they did. <laughs> All right. Let anyway. Let me con- let me continue. So we have confirmed that they have made the last um, the yeah, last of us. We're looking at what game studio made Last of Us, and was it uh, what was the name of the company again? I'm sorry. I'm... Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. Um, I think they're still in business. I'm not sure. I know nothing okay, about well, it. I, I never played the game uh, before this. So. All, right. All right. Well, before we get too off topic, but yeah, like that. That's. That's my opinion on the uh, the single player. I think it's like one. I think like for a recreation, like a remaster, like it's probably like about as close to an A plus as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to the multiplayer, uh, I think so. Like when the when the game first came out, like like the night it came out, like there actually wasn't any problems. Um, like we were able to like log in and um, play and connect with each other, and everything was fine. And then it was like the next day or like a few hours later or something like that. Where like we started to play again and then we realized, first of all, we can't even fucking connect to each other. Mm-hmm. And then when we finally finally got into a race, it was like it was like we were racing against like glitching bots or something like that. And like it was constantly showing that I was in first place or something like when there was like six people ahead of me or like there's something really weird going going on with the game. And it actually took a couple days for um for it to get fixed. And I remember um specifically, I, I was hesitant to go back to it. But it, I mean, that's kind of understandable, just because like the um 
just the servers are probably just overloaded or something yeah, like that. I don't that. know if they were expecting the the hype they received on the game. Yeah, I I think more people um have played the game than they realized. Yeah, um, I think they I think they were just kind of thought they were catering to a small audience. They're like, all right, here's a good forty dollar remaster of a game, you know. And I think a lot of people were thinking they're just gonna like throw it out there and then leave it alone forever. But now yep. they're actually like doing stuff with the multiplayer. They're making it competitive. Holy shit, guys! Right. Game developers doing things. When when do we ever hear yeah. this? So um so just like the story, um your uh the races and multiplayer are are actually um. Or, or excuse me, uh, the characters that you choose um, actually affect how you race. Like it's actually like the carts and stuff, and the characters, and the um, like. The only cosmetic stuff they really have is like the outfits for the characters, but everything else like is actually like you. You kind of have to like make a determination for like certain races almost. Um, like I'll I'll take my uh, character for example, Pura. She is actually like probably one of the slowest characters in the game, but she has like one of the best controls, which you you can use for power boosting, and you won't go all crazy. Um, and you know Tyler had to find that off the hard way because Tyler's first character is a character was a character named Dingo Dial, who is basically all speed and like nothing else. Yeah. Um, and uh, pretty much good for drag racing, and that's it. Right. <laughs> um, like like maybe the best map you. would you would have is like maybe turbo track or something. Um, something with a lot of straightaways for people who don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but so finishing up on the multiplayer though, uh, I think one thing that makes it interesting is just like the amount of shortcuts that are like in like every map. Like there's some maps that don't have any shortcuts, but then there's like some, some maps that it, like if you do the shortcut correctly, you'll skip like half the map and you'll end up like in super first place where like no yeah. one can catch up. Um, they actually just recently released like a few new characters and I haven't looked at the stats at them, but from what I've seen, they appear to be like um, a, like a, a lot of speed and like a little bit of control. Um, but I, I, I think... Uh, I, I feel I feel like every race we've had since that update, though, as like it, it, it's always been like that green check that's come in first place. Yeah. Well, it's like I don't know. Um, I don't I haven't looked at their <clears throat> excuse me. I haven't looked at their stats, but I wouldn't imagine. I mean, they're any better than the original characters or anything like they all seem to be like they seem well, to make their characters all sort of the same. Well, like, if I'm the, not if I'm not mistaken, though, like you still like have to unlock these characters, though. So it's like. Like the only characters you don't have to unlock are the ones that came with the original game, right? Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know, but but I was gonna say, I mean, like they, it's not like they have, uh, you know, like they'll have a character with good speed and then bad everything else, or they'll have a character with good acceleration and sort of bad everything else, or all together, like they don't have a character that's like maxed out everything. You know what I mean? So it's not right. like these characters are better, but um, yeah, it seems like. All the all the good players that like use them, but you're right because um, we've gotten into races and like guys, I don't know if they're taking shortcuts or what, but they're winning by like 20, 30 seconds. Like right. they're in first place, person in seconds, thirty seconds behind. Like it's insane. Right, um, and and there there are some maps that are definitely like better for certain characters. Like I, I think I think a map like you know I, I don't know Papu's Pyramid would probably be good for um, probably be good for like a character like Pura or the or Polar. And yeah. then 
and then a map like Hot Air Skyway would probably be good for like Dingo Dial and Tiny Tiger or something like that. Right. Um, so you really have to like cater to like what exactly the map is going to be. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's all I have to say about the multiplayer. Uh, Zach, you got any thoughts? You covered it all, man. They made, they gave us a game that was untouched except for graphics, which is exactly what we asked for. For some reason, that's really hard for gaming companies to get done. Yep. Like, yeah, let's here's the game and let's add all this extra shit you didn't ask for. <laughs> Do we? So, I mean, didn't um this game add a kind of progression reward system that wasn't there originally? Yeah, they added a, a battle pass type thing in the okay. multiplayer, which is free, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess I wanted to ask, I, I guess that that uh, mechanic was added in, I guess, to future proof this game so that it's not just, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to have this, you know, one night session of nostalgia for $40, you know, gives you stuff to work towards. I guess, do we think that's why they added that system? And I guess my, my, follow, up, my follow up to that is, do we think we'll see uh other games get remastered in in a similar way just like this well i was just gonna say um to add to the point earlier so like they in in the sense of like game mechanics and stuff like that like it's all the same but they did add some new maps which uh you know is fine like i mean it's in my opinion at least like it's not like anything crazy i mean it's not like you have to play those maps but um but no, I mean, I think they did a good job with with that, and and added, they, I mean, they added it early. Um, the game has been out for what less than a month or a month now, maybe, and um, you know they already are starting to add. I don't want to say DLC because it's not that, but they added a, another component to the the multiplayer experience, and um, you know I still think there is some bugs there. It's definitely gotten better from the start, but like I think we were playing like the other night, and on my screen I beat Bobby and the guy behind him by like you know a while, and then I go to the leaderboard and it says, "Excuse me, they beat me." So it's like there still is some bugs there. Um, I mean, I think that's always going to be there with any multiplayer thing, um, you know, lag and whatever. But no, I think they did a good job. Like I said, coming out early and setting the. Uh, precedent if you will of uh what's gonna happen so i don't know that's just my thing i mean i i think uh it, you know it's something that is not going to impact the game too much and they added it and it's a bunch of cosmetic stuff is really what it came down to for that battle pass thing uh similar in the vein of like a Fortnite kind of deal um where it's all cosmetic and stuff like that so yeah mm -hmm. i i uh i like the addition and i think they're doing a good job there but like this of the fall, do we do we do we think there will be any other games? And I guess are there any predictions what games you might see get remastered in, in a similar way, if any at all? Not in the Crash series. I think I think it's Crash been... basically done getting remastered. Yeah, they basically covered everything already. Like, so yeah. the, the the only thing that they could remaster is Crash Tag Team Racing, which actually would be like really dope. But I don't really see that as as likely but then again yeah. i didn't see ctr as likely either but mm. you know you, ne you never know see crash tag team racing is a little bit newer like um that was kind of like our game that we played like after ctr which yeah, that was a ps2 game yeah it was a ps2 game oh, um, PS2. and the concept of it was actually like pretty cool it was um so it, there, there wasn't any power sliding but um there's there's a mechanic in the game that lets you combine your car with like a friend's car if you want. 
Uh, and like, so basically like what me and Zach would do is like, he would drive and then I, I would be, um, the character that had like a giant fucking minigun and I would just shoot people behind us, uh, <laughs> and like destroy their cars and, and shit. And like me and Zach, we get so far ahead that like we would be getting, um, we would be getting boxes and like throwing shit like a mile behind us and it wasn't hitting anyone. So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think me and Bobby are probably biased about this, and I know you know what I'm going to say, but one of our childhood games was a game called Road Trip. I swear, nobody nobody knows about this hidden gem, I swear. I was going to say, I don't think a lot of people know it's it's a game. So, like, in that sense, it's It's probably... We're a team? Yeah, it's a game. I I legitimately thought you were going to say Modern Warfare 2, and I was about to punch the screen. Well, I mean, that is getting remastered. (laughs) That will be highly No, I I, I, like referring to childhood game. I was about to be like, nope. Do you uh, you want to share what Brendy said yesterday when we invited him to play MW2 with us? Oh, yeah. So I've been on a nostalgic kick of watching Pomage recently play like Modern Warfare 2. the kid is ridiculous. Um, so, like, and Modern Warfare 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. So, yesterday I was like, yo, Bobby, you want to play? Like, this is random, but I want to play MW2. He said, sure. And, you know, Brendy was online. I seen him online. I was, and I know how Brendy feels about Modern Warfare 2. So, I just said, <laughs> I just sent the text out and said, you know, me and Bobby are on MW2. If you'd like to join, go for it. And his response was, uh, no, no, I would not like to join. <laughs> so <laughs> very hastily. Uh, no, but uh, this this game called the Road Trip. So like, there was multiple games made for Road Trip, but I don't know the specific one that we had. What it was called? It, it was a, like a car, not not a cartoony, but like a you know a car game that was very arcadey and stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of racing and there was like mini games and stuff like that. You could play like car soccer. It like, was, that Rocket was Rocket League, League before Rocket before League. Before Rocket, yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or yeah, before uh, League. What what's what was the game before Rocket League? They made a super super uh damn it. It's like Super Armor Battle Cars. We talked about this before. God damn, it. Uh, I can't okay. remember what it is. I yeah. think Road Trip was first though, even still, but I'm not uh, sure. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You know, th- there was also like the the time trial like maps with like the turbo and stuff. Yeah, it was just awesome. So the turbo would send you flying. Like that thing was fast. And then I also remember the coolest feature on the cars you could get were the the underwater rotors. Yeah, you could literally like drive underwater. You could fly. Like it was it was a great game. <laughs> it was a game. great game. Game. So that that would be the one game for me that I would love this year. What the speed run that game? Does anybody speed, speed run I, that game? I don't think I don't think enough people know about that game. Right. Unfortunately, there's got to be mean, like a pe- small community that still plays this I, game. Hold on. I mean, people speed run. I am bread, so somebody, I'm pretty somebody, sure you could probably somebody look that up and see well. if there's a speed run community for. Uh, for I, I just want to see what's it called. Uh, road trip. It's called road trip. It would be for the PS2. I think it was called like something at Road Trip Something Adventure. Or I something. see ro- I see Road Trip Adventure, Hooters yeah. Road Trip or Road Trip the Arcade Edition. The, yeah, it's the Adventure one, yeah. Okay. It was great game. So I don't like I don't know how any percent is determined, but the yeah. world record is twelve minutes and twenty eight seconds. What? And that's according to speedrun.com. I'll have to see. I'll have like to see the video site. of that. There's a video of that. And so, what is what is a hundred stamp? Like, what is what are stamps? Uh, it was like thing. If oh, I remember, so yeah. yeah, it was like things you would like collect. So like, 
it, you would go to certain places on the map, and if you completed certain challenges, they'd give you stamps. Yeah, the premise I, of the game was basically that you're driving around all these different cities, like, and you're just super modified car, and then you go meet other cars, you talk to the cars, and they either challenge you or have you go, like, on a mission. Also, I think you had to go to find one's daughter. Which also, is, like, I just car. remembered... Um, there was also golf on that game too. I there forgot. Was. Yeah, there, there, there is a golf, a golf category too. But like, have you guys ever got the hundred stamps or whatever? Uh, I, did not. I, I couldn't tell you, man. I did not. I do not think all, I did. I all probably I got close from that game. So, I, well, I'll say the story real quick, and we'll wrap up the segment. Was that, um, you know, back in the day when I was playing this on PS2. There was like a bunch of cheat codes and there's also a bunch yeah. of like hints and stuff like that. So I literally went into this website, don't know what it was. And it was something down, shady, like, I'm sure. And and printed out like <laughs> 20 pages. I had a booklet of like basically a road trip and like all like the hidden spots for stuff and whatever. And that was like the days, man. I, I love that game so Probably much. Cheatcodes.com. Probably cheat codes.com. Probably. For some reason, I actually think it was like GameSpot or something. Does like, anybody remember know, when you had to buy know. the book? You had to buy the, the yeah. cheat codes book. Shout out to the Scholastic well, Book Fair where I could buy all the gaming cheat code <laughs> books. I mean, they still have like those uh, books nowadays, like that, yeah. like the uh, information kind of whatever. But why are. go out and buy a book when you can just do a thirty-second yeah, go Google search for yeah. God's sake? I mean, they're not they're past their time. But anyway, a bit. Um, yeah. So that. Crash Team Racing for all of us. I think we're having a lot of fun with it, and hopefully we'll continue. Hopefully the bugs kind of iron themselves out. But uh, uh, really quick, yeah. uh, would we? Uh, so let, let's get a rating, like one to ten, from everyone. All right. Um, I'll go with like a. I'll go with like an eight and a half. Okay. Um. Sick. Uh, okay. Oh, Bobby. All right, fine. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, uh, as someone who never played the game when it was originally out, uh, introducing the game, I mean, it, it was it was cool. I haven't played, like, an arcade-type style racing game. Like, every once in a while, I'll plug in Mario Kart, but it's very rare. But to see uh, an old arcade racing game get remastered in, in such a great way, it looks great, feels great. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I really have to learn how to drift. I'm really enjoying the battle modes more than anything else at the moment, but the races are still fun, especially when I'm playing with you guys. I don't think it's a game I'll invest a lot of time in myself, uh, just to, you know, play by myself, but it's definitely something like I'll play with any of you guys if you guys are on or whatever the hell. Uh, so I think I will give it a, uh, eight because I have to figure out the rest of the goddamn controls in this game. And so far it's proving difficult, but I'm having a lot of fun. All right, Zick. I mean, I gotta give it a ten. They they literally <laughs> gave us, they literally gave us exactly what I was asking for. So it's these a 10 two for were me. so I excited mean, for this game they were counting down days in the Discord chat. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, Dude, really I, I I like I would have literally gone out to like buy a calendar like just to scratch off the days like and like have like the date of CTR release just like circled like all over the fucking place. I kind of hope I kind of I kind of wish that uh digital downloads weren't a thing at the moment just so I could see you two pitch a tent near the nearest GameStop you guys can get in early. <laughs> <laughs> um so been a good I, video. I, so I'll I'll give it a 9 and the only reason I'm not giving it a 10 traitor. Um zero no. giant pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no. The only reason I'm not giving it a 10 was because uh, I'm actually going to disagree with you, Bobby. I'm not a big fan of the battles. Oh, really? Um, and and that was that was actually one of my favorite parts of the uh, original game was the battles. Um, like it's just it's just kind of frustrating sometimes if like 
Um, like, like you can literally like run into 20 boxes and like only get like, like stupid shit. Like, I, I don't know, like green beakers and like no rockets. Like, I feel like that's the, how it was before though, because it wasn't want to like keep overloading everyone with missiles. Well, Hey, back when me and you played, like we were literally just like only put on missiles and like invisible. <laughs> so they need to so, add like I mean, a, just a nuclear mode where it's all missiles and all invisibility. It's just absolute mayhem. Yeah, if you if you hit uh, people with rockets twenty times, you get a nuke. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that, that's so. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a nine. It's twenty five. Uh, well, um, I'm I'm being generous. Um, yeah, I mean it's a good game, and we will continue to play that. But for now, we are going to move on to uh, the main parts of the show here. So we're going to start with the MLB. Uh, right now, um, unfortunately, we are in the dog days of summer. Um, uh, and the MLB is like one of the only things that's actually going on right now in sports. Uh, so uh, the Home Run Derby and the All-Star break were just a few days ago from recording. And we kind of just wanted to do an MLB halfway check-in. Uh, kind of see where teams are, where we predicted them, you know, where we predicted them, where we we're going to be, and looking at stats and stuff like that. Um, and we're just kind of going to go along with it here. So to start off the, this topic, let's start with uh, a team or the division closest to Brendan and Bobby. We're going to start with the NL East here. Uh, interesting division, uh, as of. I will say, by the way, obviously we're recording live, but for the after recording, uh, we are recording on July 12th. Um, and as of July 12th, the Atlanta Braves lead uh, the NL East, uh, 54 wins, 37 losses. Love they, have a, to see it. <laughs> they have a six game lead on the Nats and a six and a half game lead on the Phillies. So mm. the, Phillies uh, are, the Phillies and Nats are actually playing each other currently. Nats are up to nothing. So that's nice a series. So, yeah. Just in time. Um, so yeah, uh, Brandy, we'll start with you first. Uh, I know, um, you know, as a, as a Braves fan, you had some stuff to say about the Phillies this before the year, especially with the Bryce Harper signing. How are you finding the year, uh, with the Braves and how they're doing? Uh, I, as a Braves fan, I'm, ex- I am ecstatic, especially with the rise of, uh, Austin Riley to third base. The man's like, like I, I'm not gonna compare him to like Aaron Judge, but he's like a poor man's Aaron Judge. Like he he's like hitting homers out of the park, and like he's not really striking out too often. Um, but the, the he's he's become like really good in the clutch, and um, he he's been a very solid um, prospect for the Braves, um, as well as uh, Ronald Acuna t- continues to literally tear the cover off the baseball and. If any of you guys watched the home run derby last night, or not last night, um, two days ago, yeah, um, like Ronald Acuna was in it, and um, like there was like maybe three or four people up before him, um, and they were all hitting homers like 410 feet, 420 feet, and like the occasional like 450, 460. But Ronald Acuna was like literally, yeah. Ronald Acuna was literally hitting like 450 plus like every single home run. And like they, it was just so weird because like, first of all, he's like 17 years old. And, and second of all, like he's got like he, he's he's not like a big guy. You know what I mean? Like, like, obviously he's got the power, but I, I, I think a lot of what has to do with Ronald Acuna is like he knows where to swing 
more than anything. Right. Got a um, nice natural swing. Yeah, thanks, Joe Buck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so so like as a Braves fan, like I, I'm really happy with the growth that Ronald Acuna has has been doing. Freddie Freeman's been been balling out. Um, the return of Brian McCann, obviously, that, that's nice to see. Uh, and the Braves just have like a really solid like young core, and I think they're going to contend for years. Now, let me talk about them Phillies. Well, hold on. I will say really one thing I want to ask you about because um, what a year from Mike Soroka. How are you uh, feeling about him? I mean, he's got to be rookie of the year up there at least. 9 and 1, uh, 242 ERA. I mean, he's balling out this year. Like, how watching him pitch, I mean, how is he being so successful? And, like, you know, he's he's been awesome this year. So, what are your opinions on him? Yeah. So, Mike Soroka. Um... I'm very, very like that. He was probably like one of the most like deserving like young pick young pitchers to be in the All Star game. Um, so it's glad that glad that he got that All Star selection. That was very nice. Um, but Mike Soroka, I think, is actually probably, and, and it's hard to tell, like, because like the, the man's only 21, but like I think as of right now, he's probably the Braves' best pitcher. Um, I if you were to ask me that a couple of years ago, I would probably say like it was someone like oh you know maybe Julio Tehran or you know what some other kind of maybe even Mike Fultonevich or something like that. Um, but Mike Soroka like ever since he's made well like since his since he's made his debut back in um, early 2018, but like especially this year like um, when he was like competing for a spot in the starting rotation. Like he really stood out. And like when he was given the chance, like he's literally never looked back. Like he, he's taken all of the shortcuts on, you know, CTR and like not even looking back. Like, <laughs> that's how far ahead he is. Um, so I, I'm really happy. I think he would probably like in the playoffs, like, like it, it, so if the Braves like collapse and like, like get in like a wild card game or something like that, like he's probably going to be the starter. Um, yeah. And like I'll say, like, like I, I think this is unlikely, but like the Braves get in the World Series, he'd probably be like a solid like game two or three starter. Yeah, he he's been awesome. Like I mean, like I said, probably up, you know, if not the leading candidate, one of the leading candidates for Rookie of the Year. Um, so yeah, it's been awesome for him. But yes, now you can move on to your um hatred for the Phillies. I just wanted to add that in there. <laughs> All right. How about them Phillies? All right. Yeah, Brady, how about them Phillies? Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let me let me start off by saying Bryce Harper is fucking overrated, and I'm not fucking wrong about that. Like (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. You can you can can, I like you can hit me with that hot take button all fucking day. No, I'm not. I'm not at the moment. Even though I think you're still a little bit wrong, he is only batting a two fifty three. Which for someone getting well, paid three hundred thirty mil. Okay. Well, then, well, then you could at least hit me with like the small hot take. Is it is it sad for me to say that him batting two fifty three like is I feel like that's high for him. Yeah. Like, it, it, well, bad? it's on par for what we were looking at when uh, we were doing our hot take episode, and that was one of Brendy's hot takes was or was it the hot take episode? Whatever he said that he thought Bryce Harper was. It, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't a hot the hot take episode. It, oh, it was it? Okay. a MLB season preview. Got it. Okay. I remember. So we were. So we were. Looking about that, I remember looking at his stats while he was saying this because I thought he was batshit crazy. No pun intended. Um, but 
253, from my understanding, is pretty on par for him. I mean, maybe a little higher than usually, but that's pretty on par for him. Well, for what he's getting paid for, he should be better. I know, and I'm I'm not disagreeing with that entirely. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. So I will save you the hot take button on this one, just for the simple fact that he... I, I still believe he, he's still one of our better hitters, statistically speaking. One of our he's still one of our better hitters. He's not the three hundred thirty dollars thirty million dollar man yet, although I am completely confident in his future upside. So that's just me. Uh, I, I just wanna say before you continue, I said this uh in the also in the MLB season preview, and I don't know if I got any laughs or something from it, but I said before the season that Andrew McCutcheon would be the Phillies' best outfielder this year and unfortunately he's after the year now with a torn acl but up to this point he was so i just wanted to add that in there he is the most welcome addition to the phillies in in quite a while besides harper obviously the the funny thing is like mccutcheon is still technically only on the 60 day disabled list yeah he's he's done yeah (laughs) so like still batting better than harper (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I, I will say, like, if McCutcheon like was healthy, I, I, I think, I think the Phillies would definitely give uh, the Braves a run for their money in the division. But, um, like, so like, other than Harper, like, in terms of like, I, I'm looking at their entire roster right now, uh, but it's just like, what else do they? I, I guess I'll, I'll ask, I'll, I'll ask this to you. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll ask this to you, Bobby. It's like. What exactly, other than Scott Kingery and Bryce Harper, like, do... Well, okay, but why are they not producing results is what I'm wondering. Like, I don't think swept... it's entirely on hitting, honestly. So you think it might be a bullpen problem? Oh, it's well. I mean, let's 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 look at their pitching for a second, just statistically speaking. So their right. their top their top pitcher right. who has actually pitched, you know, started more than you know three games is Aaron, is no Aaron Nola. And I'll get oh, to, I'll okay. get to Arietta in a second, but Nola's pitching with a three point uh, seventy four ERA currently, with okay. with nineteen games. I think in, I think he's nineteen games and then an eight and two record. So he's got an eight and two record, and he got other guys up there like uh, Nara. I don't know much about most of the bullpen, but Naris and Hammer are up there, but they are only like one and three and one and out. So I don't think they're worth mentioning. But Nola's one of our star pitchers. He's going to be like the, he's still like the top like big name pitcher. So there, Jake Arietta is eight and seven with a four point six seven ERA, and he's hurt. So, I, I haven't followed up on the story that came out the other day, but they were talking about how he has some bone spurs in his arm or something like that, and they were going to see if he required surgery or not to kind of, I don't know if it was going to end his season or not, I really don't know how bone spurs entirely work, but the idea was basically seeing if he can outlast the rest of the season with these bone spurs, or uh, if he's going to need to get surgery now for, you know, just to let him improve later on next season, but... I mean, and you watch the game. That was as of July seventh, by the way. Yeah, that was a bit ago, and I don't know what the follow up or if there even was a follow up since I haven't. There hasn't been one yet. Okay, and I haven't heard anything. So he's pitching hurt, and he's supposed to be the other guy right there alongside Aaron Nola, and they got other guys like Velasquez who are two and five, which he should definitely not be with four point sixty three ERA. I I I think there's some bullpen problems. I think, and even from you can take the series from with Atlanta for example. We just we we fall apart. Like, after, like, the fifth or sixth inning, it's ridiculous. It, it just – this is such a typical Philly thing. Like, not even just the Phillies. This is the Flyers. This is the Sixers. This is the Eagles. Just we, – we get going. We get hot. But we're so streaky, it just dies. It just straight up dies. And it can happen in the middle of a game. And I think the series with Atlanta definitely showed that. Brendy, I'm sure, was happy to watch that collapse happen. Oh, dude. I was, like – I was watching with a boner the whole time. But <laughs> – 
<laughs> but but I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, the Phillies are still fighting, and they're you know they're in a decent spot. I know they're six and a half behind, but they're fighting with the Nats for second at the NL East. The the, the team behind them is the Mets, which good for them. They're thirteen and a half behind. Good for them. I hope you stay there and die. So. <laughs> We're, we're at the halfway point of the season. There's a lot of ball to be played. And, and if you know anything about Philadelphia, and like I said, they're very streaky. Everybody can get hot at any time. I hope it's at the right time. Because last year, the Philadelphia missed the playoffs because they just lost, what, how many straight or whatever. They had, a, they had a huge collapse toward the end of the season that prevented them from playoff berths. So, I hope the reverse happens this time. We have a pretty decent berth, and then we end up fighting for Atlanta. I think if we get hot again and we somehow can face Atlanta at some point near playoff time or even in the playoffs for that matter. That'd be a good series, honestly. Uh, yeah, Atlanta at they, the moment is running away with the NLEs currently. I am not blind to that fact. Yeah, so the Phillies do have two series uh, against the Braves in September. Right. Um, so so that, that that should make for an inter- interesting series if they do catch up and Atlanta does start falling apart. But Sleep I mean, I, I, cer- I, I certainly hope not, but we'll see. So I... I... I uh, living in the Philadelphia area and not having the MLB package like the Phillies are basically the only team I can watch. And then, you know, whatever's on like ESPN or MLB network or whatever. So um, the Phillies are probably actually the team I've watched most this year. Um, And the thing that I've noticed about them uh, is that everything like there's never a time when everything is clicking all at once like right. one night their hitting might be good and then their pitching sucks one night their pitching might be good and then their hitting sucks it's never all on par i remember one game a few weeks ago and aaron nola i love him like he's one of my um like one of the guys in the league that um could contend for a cy young every year like i believe that and he's really good i i really like aaron nola um but it was a few weeks ago i think they're i want to say they're like playing the mets or something um and you know, he had a one hitter through seven innings, and the score was zero to zero. Yeah. I mean, he was not getting run support. Like, what are you supposed to? You get your pitcher has a one hitter, and well, you I mean, get, that, they, they that is that that is like circa like um, what's his name, Shelby Miller, back in twenty fifteen yeah. with the Braves. Yeah. Well, by the way, he just signed a deal with the Brewers. Like, I know that's off topic, but uh, that was one of the worst trades ever um anyway <laughs> uh, the dance response and trade um but anyway yeah so um I, I that's my thing with the phillies my takeaway um zach efflin has been okay for them this year for what he is i mean uh, you know he's seven and eight um so not great there you know 3.78 era uh, for him in 17 games um but yeah like i said in my opinion it's just like they can never get everything clicking at once has been my biggest takeaway um you know arietta taking a step back this year did not help um you know because last year or you know when they got him they expected him to be the the you know star number two behind um you know aranola uh and that just you know he's kind of falling off. Uh, so, yeah, that that's been my biggest. Let's thing also with him, but. point out that, and uh, this really means nothing since he was batting at two to two average before the stuff happened. But Aduval Herrera, yeah, what a mess. Um, <laughs> I okay. Um, I'm not even gonna comment on that whole situation because I honestly don't even know anymore with this this whole thing. Uh, he was, uh, brought to court for, uh, domestic violence charges, but it never went to court or, well, it went to court, but the charges got dropped. 
but draft, I think yeah. he's out for the rest of the season because of the MLB's policies. Uh, I, geez, dude. So stuff like that guys has to have an effect on a locker room at any point. I mean, I know he's not one of our star hitters, but I mean, he's been around the Phillies for a while now. So having all that happen and having all that negative press has got to have some mental and effects on the guys. But, uh, it, 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 so that's just icing on the cake with the rest of the issues the Phillies have going for him. But I don't know, man. I, I did want to point that out though. Cause I was curious I mean, about how much that affected their batting. And the, the answer is really not that much because I mean, the, good, two, two, two. the good thing with them is that with him done for the year, McCutcheon done for the year. I mean, Scott Kingery has come in and been very beast, good for dude. them. He's a beast. Also, not to mention Jay Bruce has been a nice addition yeah, too. So two ninety one currently of twenty eight twenty eight games with one hundred three at bats. Yeah, so I mean, um, <sighs> it's funny though. You go on Twitter, and I'm looking at their lineup with how many people they have eligible. Like with one game played, like every day, I swear to God, I go on Twitter, and it's like Phillies have made a roster move. Like blah 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 is going on the deal. Like it's every day. I'm like Jesus Christ. It's like, like oh <laughs> yeah, and then coming up from from AAA, and then whatever. Yeah. I, oh, by the way, side note: Hoskins threw me a ball a few weeks ago. Nice. Uh, at a game that, that was really nice i dude i gotta tell i gotta tell this real quick this is not a long story i just you know it was it was the end of the inning where they were you know the top of the inning at home so they were running toward the dugout and i'm right behind the phillies dugout maybe seven rows up and uh reese Hoskins run over and he has a ball so a bunch of people are calling for it i literally go reese and he <laughs> and he sees me and i'm pointing at my little sister like just being like i'm gonna give her the ball and he just threw it right at me like, <laughs> and we'll like yeah, I'm not giving it to her. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I gave it right to her, and it, it was it was cool. I've never caught a ball at a game, even like a foul ball or a home run or even the player throwing over his hand. So it was cool. And I just still has it, and yeah. she calls it Reese. <laughs> I I literally will never forget, and again, short story as well, because like I went to the Pirates game two years ago, I think it was, and McCutcheon was still on the Pirates, or two or three years ago, and McCutcheon hit a home run ball that I almost caught. Like, that would have been something. Like, a Pirates fan, yeah. you know, McCutcheon, favorite player, like, to catch that in, a, in another park, but, yeah, uh, it's, you know, the Phillies had high expectations after they got Harper, and they're kind of uh, just... Treading water at this point. Listen, so. all, look, it's only six and a half behind, and there's plenty of ball to there's be played. There's a lot of baseball. A lot yeah. of ball to go. So they really, uh, they really went all in on him, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, they had a good offseason. Like the Phillies definitely improved. There's, there's no I doubt. Just, it's just not clicking. And, and the funny Their thing with the whole them. Harper situation, if you remember, he wasn't supposed to come to Philly. I mean, he was. And and Brandy's favorite reporter of all time on Twitter. Yeah, I, was about to, saying, I was about to say John Heyman disagrees with yeah, you. Yeah, well, also <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying is when you hear what Harper said after he signed, like yes, Philly was always to be the favorite if it wasn't the Nats, but the Nats like screwed it up completely. They just did not want to pay him, so Philly did. Yeah, well, and, neither would I. Well, I know neither would you because you have a very dissenting opinion on Bryce Harper, <laughs> and that's completely fine because when I look at statistics, <laughs> I can't disagree with you. This is the same thing that I keep talking about with OBJ. I seriously think, thought, and, and still kind of do, OBJ is the most overrated wide receiver in the NFL, but when I look I at agree, his statistics, but when you look at statistics, he's really not. So it's just yeah. one of those things that, you know, I can't disagree with you, but I, I still think that He's not. I don't want to say he's not in his prime yet because he's he obviously if he's getting paid three hundred thirty million he's right at that at that point. But he's still got 
quite a few seasons left. So uh, yeah, I, I would say, doesn't he have a super long contract? He's a 13 year contract, and this is his first season. Yeah, that's of like it. And he's not getting the rest moved. of his career. Like. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is like, I, and seriously, with, with a guy like him, I, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 he has a lot more positive upside than what we're seeing currently. You might start seeing some better seasons out of him two to three seasons from now. Who knows? Or it could completely collapse, and then I'll have to, I don't know, buy Brendy a pizza or something like that for being right about it. But. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, hey, I'm I mean, still I get one on his own. Hey, I already took an L and got you a pizza one day. Yes, so you did. Like, yes, you uh, did. I'm not even going to go further on yep. that. Uh, I yeah. Yep. We will uh, we'll move on to the next division that I am close to, and one that's very interesting this year because of how bad everybody is. That is the NL Central. Uh, we, we will start with the Pirates. Uh, that's my team, of course. Uh, I just want to say, so the uh, Pirates, Pirates lost. The Pirates lost to the Cubs today. So, but so this is the, N- the NL Central as of right now. Your division leader, Chicago Cubs, are five games over five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> In second place, the Brewers, three games over five hundred. Then you got the Cardinals at five hundred. Pirates are two games under, and. Cincinnati is five games under, so the- that, that's, that's that's kind of funny. It's like it's it's a competitive a competitive division, but not in the way you would think. It's like well, watching it's like watching a D two beer league. Oh yeah, it's competitive, it's not, all right, but it's, it's like not top tier. Yeah. So <laughs> so the Pirates are two games under five hundred and are three and a half games back of a division lead. Like that's insane. Um, but I was telling these guys because we were talking about this the other day. Like you know, this is kind of weird because for the, I would say the past like five years or so the nl central in my opinion has been one of the best divisions in baseball in terms of like the top heavy teams because you've had like milwaukee and chicago have who have been um battling it out and st louis to a certain aspect too uh for maybe the past two three years but before that like pittsburgh was actually the best team in the nl central or the second best behind the cardinals so like it's always been very top heavy uh, this year, everybody sucks equally as bad, so that's something. <laughs> um, but for the Pirates, uh, th- I mean, their standout star, um, th- I mean, one of the best players in baseball right now, uh, Josh Bell, um, has had an amazing breakout year, um, made it to the, uh, the Home Run Derby, and unfortunately lost to Ronald Acuna Jr., even though he had... He- I mean, he had a ton of home runs. <laughs> uh, he had 18 home runs. I can't believe that made him lose. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's had a, a, an incredible year uh, bringing up his stats now. He actually broke a record uh, for the most extra base hits uh, before the All-Star break for the NL the, uh, like last week. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but his slash line is absolutely ridiculous this year. Um, so his 2019 stats, he has 342 at-bats, uh, 69 runs. That's real nice. Uh, 102 hits, uh, 27 Very home nice. runs. 27 home runs, 84 RBIs. He's batting 298 uh, with an on-base of 372 and an OPS of uh, over – it's 1.013. So he's had an incredible year. Like I said, this guy came out of nowhere. Um, now I shouldn't say out of nowhere. He, he's been one of the Pirates' bigger prospects for a while. Um, but, you know, for the past couple of years, it's been looking like, oh, he actually might be uh, like a bust. Um, that is not the case this year. He has come out to play, uh, which is awesome to see. I mean, last year, just to compare the stats, um, he only had 12 home runs last year, and he batted 261. Um, and, 
yeah, the year before that, he batted 255. So, um, you know, he's come a long way. He's had an incredible season. Uh, so that's been awesome to see um, as, a, as a Pirates fan. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the other players for them that have really stepped up is they've had a lot of rookies come out of nowhere. Brian Reynolds. Um, I don't think he'll get the recognition because he's on the Pirates, but this is a guy that also could be up there for Rookie of the Year. Um, this is a guy that we got in the Andrew McCutcheon trade, so at least that somewhat fucking worked out because that trade made me very sad. Uh, but he is currently batting. Um, he has 224 at bats and is currently batting 339 in his first season, um, and has seven home runs and 33 RBIs. He's a, he's just a very good all-around player. So it's been nice to see him. But like I said, probably won't get the recognition because he plays for the Pirates. Um, <clears throat> I guess the Pirates' biggest problem. Um, right now is their pitching, which I feel like you can say that for about 75% of the teams in the league. Um, they're... Well, I mean, it's a certain. It depends on like what aspect of pitching. It's like for the Braves, like it's mainly their bullpen. But well, the Pirates to start the year it was definitely their bullpen. No questions asked. Their bullpen was literally the worst in the, the fucking league. It was so bad. Um, their problem right now is their best pitcher has been out for a long time. Uh, Jamison Tyon has been out for essentially like most of the year um which sucks because uh, i mean he's our number one and our ace for sure so that that's been terrible chris archer is the most overrated bum i've ever seen in my fucking <laughs> life this guy gives up home runs like it's his goddamn job he and, he had and you and, and he was like like starting the season like he was like expected to be one of the better um, I mean, he was yeah but, he was expected to be one of our better pitchers and that has not happened uh, yeah, he, he gave. I and sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like I remember he was pitching against the Braves, and and he he faced like five batters in a row, and those five batters hit four home runs. Yeah, yep that that is exactly like what it, <laughs> it, it, it was. It was home run, home run, and then like ground out, and then home run, home run. Yeah, and like every every time, like he had that reaction. He's like, "Fuck! All right, well, I'm not going to do that again." Like every and, time. And I remember that too because I think we were talking about it. It wasn't like he was making good pitchers that were getting crushed. He was throwing them right down the fucking middle. What are you doing? <laughs> like it doesn't make sense to me. So, but this is how bad it's been. So, for home runs allowed on the Pirates, he leads the team with 21 home runs allowed. Second place is 11. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Chris? Actually, I want to compare this to the whole just, league. Just remember, like, almost a fifth of those home runs came in one game. Wow. Okay, so he's not first. He's fifth. Justin Verlander has given up 26 home runs. What the fuck? And he still has a, a 2.98 home run uh, ERA. That is so weird. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's... Uh, that's been my biggest. I mean, Chris Archer, he's at a 5.42 ARA. He's he's terrible. But well, he's uh, he's given up home runs to like old men, like Nick Markakis, Brian McCann. Like, how the fuck do you do that? It just sucks because we gave up Austin Meadows, who was an All Star this year, and um, I can't think of that pitcher's name. The other pitcher we gave up for him, but they were like two of our best prospects. And Austin Meadows is like a beast now, and he's literally a bum. So that's just fucking awesome. But uh, yeah, I don't want to spend too much more time on the Pirates. That, that's Poor just team. the 
the three big guys there. Uh, so kind of looking at the rest of well, looking at the rest of the NL Central, yeah, it's been a struggle. It's struggle city for the rest of the uh, the rest of the NL. Like I said, I went off from the excuse me the records before. Um, one other thing for the Pirates is that they're two games under 500, yet they have a minus 37 runs differential. Um, and and the Cincinnati Reds are five games under 500 and have a plus 27 runs differential. So that's a little weird. I, I will say, like, there was the, the Pirates either, like, win close games or get blown out. Like, I they lost, like, two games in a row back-to-back 10 nothing. So, yeah, that's going to basically kill your run differential. But... Um, anyway, let's. Uh, I guess we can move on to another uh, another division here, or another team. Uh, I guess let's go to uh, let's go up to Boston. Um, you know they're forty nine and forty one, um, but coming off a World Series and the team that they have, you'd expect them to be better. Um, they're nine games back of the division lead uh, with the Yankees up there and the Rays above them. Uh, you know, you're in serious. I mean, right now they are not in a in a playoff spot, which they're only one game back, but still concerning. What the hell is going on with Boston? Is my question because you, like I said, you expect them to be um, one of the better teams in the league, but uh, that is not happening. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I will say this: um, that division is crazy. Uh, well, the top half of it is, and then you got fucking Baltimore. Hold on, let's talk about Baltimore for a second. <laughs> I'm I, I'm having to hold myself up because this is literally crazy. So they're 27 and 62. I can't say that that is surprising. What is surprising? Minus 165 run differential. Jesus Christ! Are you fucking kidding me? They can't score. I mean, I I pointed out that they do have. Uh, a top 300 hitter who's doing pretty good, but he's just hitting singles. Like, he's not doing anything else. That That's all they're uh, doing. They're getting on base, sort of. Run differential is one of my favorite stats, if you can't tell, because it tells a big story, and holy shit. Minus 165? you got to be kidding me. Uh, anyway, uh, I just... <laughs> I didn't have to point that out for a second. But yeah, going to Boston, um, they are struggling uh to say the least um this year i'm kind of looking at I, i'm looking at their overall team average uh they actually lead the league in average which is interesting for them being where they're at. i guess it's their pitching that's struggling like i don't even so i'm, I'm trying to figure this out as we go as they well, don't have any stars I'm... they have no one leading that team i mean their their era is pretty bad i mean it's 4.59 uh overall but, uh, All right, time for rebuild for the next five years. No one. I mean, if there was a salary cap, yeah, sure, but there ain't no salary cap. We'll just pay the next big free agent, and he'll make it all happen. Nah. I don't know, man. It's it just I I put this on the the topics to talk about because you know I ha- I mean I don't watch I watch more NL than I do AL, <clears throat> so um it's just interesting to see that they are really struggling um like i said i mean that might be that division but uh i mean that's don't don't don't, don't give baltimore excuses please don't don't give them any excuses. baltimore is gonna be the world series champions next year you're <laughs> no, i'm kidding hold on hold um on. You, you deserve you deserve no I, thing for that. I that was a total no, joke no I, it came out of your mouth <laughs> um real quick though on, on the thing of baltimore like 
do we see them turning it around in like the next five years? Because like, I'll be honest with you, I don't. No. Like they they drafted that that Adley um what's his name Adley Rauschman or Rushman or something who looks like he's gonna be one of he's you know he's projected to be a really 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 good prospect. But I mean, he's a catcher. You know, you need some more pieces around that. A catcher ain't gonna win your World Series by himself. So, well, yeah. so here's another problem: the ball, like the Ravens, like they don't have the, a farm system. The like, Raven, well, the Ravens don't. Sorry, have Sorry, not not the Ravens. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm. Th- I was thinking of Orioles. I, or I was thinking of Baltimore teams for some reason. Um, but no, the um. The Orioles do not have a decent farm system. Like, I'm I'm looking, um, I, I'm looking at BleacherReport.com, and they have uh, the Orioles ranked as the 13th best farm system, and um, they've and, and they've gone down according to CBS all the way to uh, 20 because like their their best like their best guy, um, you you probably mentioned earlier. But also, like, they don't have, like, anyone that's, like, in position to, like, get get up to the next level. Um, like, the, they're, like, they have one guy in, 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 like, the top 10 that's in AAA. And, like, it's unlikely yeah. that he's getting promoted anytime soon. Right. Um, so it's, it's crazy, too, because, like, you'd think, like, you know, trading Machado to the Dodgers, uh, you know, you'd think like they'd get a haul on that where, or at least they, you know, maybe they thought they got a haul, but (laughs) yeah. And I I don't understand like trades in baseball are so weird because like, I feel like a lot of times, like the trades for like superstars, like often results in like just receiving like a bag of chips or something like that. It's like, I, I feel like the prospects, like they just, they never pan out or, or it's just like some guy you've never heard of and like will no, never hear of. It's like I, I don't understand. I feel I like mean, baseball prospects are harder to gauge. Oh, for sure. Like because I mean the, the farm system in, in in baseball is is I feel like a lot more. I don't know what's what's the word I'm looking for. Like I well for, I just feel like there's like there is an abundance of players in baseball. Like there's so many, and there's they, never so many talk, they never talk about like the first overall pick. It's not as hyped up as like the NBA or the NFL. I mean, I feel like it's the same story every year. Like the first round of the MLB draft, you look at it 10 years later, maybe, you know, seven guys come out and are, are really good. And then the rest like never make it to the MLB. And then you'll have the guy in the fucking 44th round that makes it and is the best player in the league. Like it doesn't, it makes literally no sense. Hmm. Yeah. I, I will say baseball prospects. Yeah, for sure. Or it's, it's so hard to gauge who's actually going to be good. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. It, is. I don't know if it's the abundance of players or if it's just, I mean, baseball is a fucking hard sport. So, I mean, it, like, I don't know if it's like just America's game, that, but like, I mean, it's some. I it just sometimes for guys it just never translates to the next level. I don't know. I feel like you. It's always when you go back and look at a trade from I don't know three years ago. It's always like, oh, they traded for a failed prospect. I don't think you ever hear. I I think it was Brendan who said like the prospects just never seem to pan out. Like yeah. it just never happens. And I don't know. I feel like draft picks. You know when they okay you trade somebody for a couple first rounders. I don't think they're worth much. Like, and then we'll be. 
I, well, it's, 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 so, so, so you, you can't trade like in the, in MLB, you can't trade first round picks. You can only trade, um, supplementary picks okay, and then like, and, and, and then you can, tr- you can trade picks afterwards, like second round onwards, but like first round picks, you cannot trade. Okay. All right. Forgive me. Cause that, that's about the extent of my knowledge when it comes to the, the draft system in baseball. But I guess I wonder, I guess it's more of a thing that the prospects need to be developed more than their stars right off the bat. Like they have yeah. to develop, and then the lower leagues. So I, I, I gotta assume that getting a prospect in any trade is always gonna be a gamble, no matter what. Oh yeah, for, I mean, and, for sure, I mean. Sh- bigger than normal in, in other leagues. I mean, right? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's my that that's a it's it's crazy. Like I don't know. Um, I don't know about that, but uh like i said i don't know if it's just because there's so many leagues and so many players but it just doesn't really seem to pan out but anyway let's move from a really bad team to a really good team uh here we are again the la dodgers once again having a fantastic regular season mm-hmm. will it get them a world series this year we do not know uh they're 60 and 32 uh they are 37 and 12 at home that's really impressive um and 129 run differential uh, their biggest player and the the guy that, in my opinion right now, is probably the leading MVP candidate is uh, Cody Bellinger. That kid is having a fantastic, fantastic year. Um, he's batting 336 with 30 home runs, um, a slugging percentage of 692, uh, and on base percentage of 432. I mean, his slash line is just incredible. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, is there any, is there any debate here, I guess, at this point in the season that he's the, like the leading MVP candidate? Cause I, I mean, the other guy there would be, uh, Christian Yelich. And then, I mean, I mean, I'm, I've, I, it's going to sound biased. I don't know if he's three, but I mean, Josh Bell has got to be like top six. Are you, are you, ta- are you just ta- like specifically talking about NL MVP? Yeah. And, yeah. NL MVP. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say probably the favorite would have to be Bellinger. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I'd probably say like, it would be like Bellinger, Yelich, and then like Bell, maybe like a distant third. And then like maybe even Freeman you could throw in there and then Arenado. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Bellinger definitely has the, is number one right now. I mean, this guy, it's so weird to me, though. And maybe this goes along with the Dodgers struggle, or I say struggles. I mean, they made it to the World Series, you know, twice now, just have lost. But, um, you know, this guy last year in the playoffs, like, I'm watching him, and I know he's good, but he strikes out, like, three out of four times. I'm like, what's happening? And then he comes back this year, and he's absolutely incredible. Um He's got 71 RBIs as well, you know, 54 walks. Like, he's just doing everything. I mean, he does have 56 strikeouts, which is a lot. Um, I mean, it's not terrible, but it is a decent amount. Um, But, I mean, it's the same thing for them every year. It's like they have these amazing regular seasons, and then they get to the playoffs, and all hell breaks loose. Um, A guy for them that has really stuck out this year, though, uh, been their best pitcher, and his name is not Clayton Kershaw. Is uh, and I'm gonna I I I know this guy's name, but I know I'm gonna say it wrong. Um, What? (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Go ahead. uh, I was gonna say it's uh, 
Hinjin Ryu. Um, I believe oh, is okay. his name. Sorry, uh, I, I was thinking of someone else. Uh, no, uh, Ryu. Um, incredible season so far. He's ten and two with a one seventy three ERA and a WHIP of point nine one. That's incredible. Um, you know, him himself might have. He might be, you know, one of the leading Cy Young candidates this year. Um, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, he's seven and two. The ERA is three point oh nine. Um, so, I mean, it's still good, but for his standards, not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Walker Bueller's eight and one. I mean, they, they have, their pitching is very, very good. Um, and that's, you know, probably one of the biggest reasons of why they're so successful. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Rio because he's having an incredible year. But, uh, yeah, the Dodgers, like I said, uh, we're going to have to see how it translates after being uh, one of the best teams in baseball. And then, you know, every year it seems like we're saying this and then we get to the playoffs and then nothing happens. So uh, I guess we'll wrap up this segment uh, with saying that at this point in the year, who do you guys have winning? You know, after the first half, who do you guys have winning the World Series? The Braves, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's that's a tough one um i i'll I'll need to take another look at the american league standings just because i don't like i'm basically national league for like boy i provided them for you that that's like me too by the way you were talking so i wasn't uh, listening a shout out to another team the minnesota twins are 56 and 33 this year just Pointing that out, dude. Like, uh, if 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 we had a, if we had another Twins versus Braves World Series, I might pay to go to every game. Um, Wait, Minnesota yeah, is actually ridiculous in terms of run differential. Look at that. Yeah, one uh, di- run differential is second best in the MLB. Jesus, that's pretty good. That's pretty damn <laughs> and, good. And, and and the good thing for them is, the, I mean, besides Cleveland, that division is literally donkey shit. Like it's terrible. <laughs> So eh, Cleveland's there, sort of. Anyway. Yeah, I, I so I, I would probably say like my World Series like pick would probably be like I don't know. I'll say Houston, and I'll be biased and say Atlanta. I'll probably pick Houston to win it, though. Uh, I would say Houston and LA have another rematch there. I mean, it's hard to go against the Dodgers right now. Like to be honest, like they're just well, well. If if things hold to form, it, it looks like the like the Braves wouldn't play the Dodgers until the NLCS. If that were the case, I will say this: Chicago Cubs are struggling really, really hard right now. But like, if they like, if this is their struggling time and they find a way to get hot, like I would watch out for them. It's good. Like, it's good to know that their fan base doesn't care about another World Series since they already got their 100 year break. So they're just gonna kind of <laughs> sleep on it for 50 years. <laughs> Shots. And we need another Billy Goat. <laughs> um yeah i don't know i i i i feel like it's the same teams every year uh that we always talk about with the world series which are you know the whole thing about baseball but um yeah i mean i would say the dodgers are definitely the favorite for me right now um with that uh we will wrap up the mlb segment of this podcast um looking uh, i will say one, i want to add one more thing i'm sorry the mlb home run derby was absolutely fucking insane. I, that was probably one of the the greatest. Uh, that was definitely the greatest home run derby ever. Um, 
what the hell happened? Uh, so Vlad Guerrero Jr. breaks the, or ties the record uh, for the most home runs in the first round. Um, and then, you know, after all, like, the the overtime and stuff like that, uh, he ends up hitting 40 in the second round. Um, the, the lowest home run total in the first round was 13, um, which is usually good enough to, to win it. Uh, it, if the baseballs aren't juiced, like if they weren't juiced as hell, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, but I just wanted to add, yeah, that that home run derby was really fun to watch. Um, MLB uploaded the final round, I think, onto uh, onto YouTube, so it's on my watch later list since I couldn't catch the actual derby. So I'm gonna literally, literally insane. Like the, the like I said, the best home run derby. The semifinals were probably like definitely better than the final was, but that was also because Vlad was probably tired as fuck but um yeah that, i just needed to add that uh anyway um so that is it for them i'll be hoping for a good second half for uh for my pirates um because this is always this is the pirates mo they're good they're like at 500 to at the free uh, at the uh, trade deadline and then after the trade deadline plummet season so <laughs> We'll see what happens. And for the rest of the league and the Phillies and the Braves as well. But for now, we will move on to, in case you missed it, Brendan, go ahead. All right, boys. We got a couple good stories uh, for you today. Are we just gonna if play Bobby, Yeah, if Bobby will stop playing the fucking. I music think we should still make that about ten minutes longer. Wait, is this still playing? <laughs> I thought I it, I was completely muted on my thing. Did you guys still hear it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. All right, all right. So we got a couple good stories for you guys today. So, so Zach, let me let me ask you this question. Oh boy. Let's let's say you're a let's say you're a pilot, and like, holy shit, watch out! So so let's say you're a pilot, and obviously like when you're flying a plane, uh, you have that like co- like aircraft contrail that like follows you. Um, oh god! What like what would you tr- like try to draw in the sky? Oh I'm curious. Jesus! That's the um the Atlanta Thrashers logo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you'd be dizzy as fuck. Oh, <laughs> okay. In detail. So, so why did exactly confidence? So why did why exactly did I ask that? Well, so some U.S. Air Force um, officials were you know flying around um, doing some uh, they're do- they're doing some series of uh, tests like while they were you know flying their planes. One of them decided, and I, I get apparently this was accidental, but one of them decided, I'm gonna draw a giant dick in the sky. <laughs> that is not I, accidental. It is impossible to do that yeah. accidentally. No way. So I'm, I'm gonna, a dick. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll link you guys the articles from the Huffington Post. I want you to, um, oh my god, I, I want you to open open the article and like 
like don't even play the video but just like pause the video like have the video pause in like the first like second and just see oh, like okay maybe this that is like central. so like see like what that uh you know looks like a, a giant dick a lot of girth to that one which is why i'm saying it's uh okay <laughs> pretty unintentional i will uh girth brooks yeah <laughs> <laughs> so according to the article uh so things came to a head after numerous stop, social media stop, posts okay. <laughs> pointed out the resemblance of, of the contails to the to the male sex organ um, post obviously has the all the ethics in the world to not say dick obviously <laughs> Um, so base spokes, uh, spokesperson Be- uh, Becky Hayes told the Arizona Republic that leadership of the 56th fighter wing has reviewed the photos and flight audio to determine the shapes were made unintentionally. Um, you have to imagine like if they're listening to the flight audio, yeah. like they're, they're, they're probably like listening and be like, hey, I'm going to draw a dick. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was just thinking. Can, we, like, can we get their black boxes out of those planes? Like, I'm just thinking of how, like, if they did hear audio, it's like, hey, Brian, watch this. Like, I'm going to throw a <laughs> well, dick. I, I like the idea of if, if it was a plane where you have, like, a co-pilot in there, too. I just feel like, you know, you reach back and, like, tap him on the shoulder. Hey, Brian. Hey, hey, guess what? I'm going to draw a dick. And then you got to wonder you gotta wonder if Brian is one of those good dudes. No, stop. Scott, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's why it's like so shaky. Yeah. Like he's like trying to like take control, like take control. Of the yeah, the plane co-pilot's like... trying to actually eject out of the bottom. That's why he's like, yeah. Imagine <laughs> if you get onto a commercial airline and the pilot's like, "Oh, the weather's looking good." Uh, on the way to <laughs> on the on the way to Baltimore today. Uh, today we're gonna be drawing sticks in the sky. <laughs> actually, I think Zach had a uh, a tweet about a a plane going from Atlanta to Baltimore that uh. He was freaking out about it. I don't think he wants the plane even turning left a couple degrees at this point. There was a video that Zach tweeted out about uh, there was a uh, Atlanta to Baltimore flight where the one engine caught on fire mid-flight. No. So look at that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like I, I will continue to fly because that's just the easiest way. But that shit scares the. Fuck it legitimately out. is the safest way to travel, though. Like the- it scares yeah. me because I take that flight like twice a year, probably. Yeah. Atlanta yeah, to Baltimore Delta, like. Yeah, that's you, the flight. It, the crashes scary. don't happen as much as it appears to. Like there are well, it, hundreds of that, flights every day. Yeah, it is true though. Like that is the safest flight. Like the safest traveling thing. I mean, it happens once. You know, the chances of it happening are very low. But the problem is when it does happen. Obviously, it's everybody it's aboard common. is fucked. Yeah, I, I, yeah but, it's like you literally have like no shot. But statistically, like I, you know, getting in a car crash is much more likely than that. But yeah, that oh, yeah. no, I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> I would yeah, not serious. do well. I've been yeah, on serious. flights with really, really, really bad turbulence, and that shit alone is scary. And uh, like, imagine fucking engine belong out i've said this before and i will say it again i'm sure tyler will agree with me fuck the plane that we were on for uh going to disney world a few years ago that we were both on uh sardines yes <laughs> and they're like sardines man and it was like I, I i swear it was like one of those those planes where it's like okay you got up in the air and there's turbulence and then like all the lights are flickering and shit you think you're gonna die like <laughs> it, like it, it wasn't a fun experience on that plane our school Whatever. couldn't pay an extra fucking couple hundred dollars Look, to get I, us a I safe will, flight. I will. T- <laughs> it, I mean, it was a relatively safe flight. It wasn't the most comfortable and didn't feel that fun. But uh, plane tickets are expensive, though. So 
I mean, you the know, way I, it was, I can't complain. Yeah. I really you know. can't complain. I'm sure I would probably take the cheapest flight possible, even if that's on some plane from the 50s. Who knows? We were hitting turbulence, but I mean, we thought we were hitting turbulence, but maybe our pilot was drawing a dick. You never but, know. But here's but here's the thing: you're you're on a plane, and your pilot and your captain comes over and has like, "Hey guys, uh, we're at a we're at a delay landing. We're told to stay in the air for a while. Do you guys want to draw a dick while we're up here? <laughs> like, like I, that's the only time. I, I feel like I'd be like, "Oh yeah, sure, cool." <laughs> Zach would be cheering the captain on the entire time. Are you kidding me, dude? If that if that's the type of pilot I have, I'm in first class and I'm wasted. <laughs> God. You're going to take him out for a beer after that one. If we survive. Yeah. If we survive, of course. Oh, guys, yeah, sorry. I forgot to tell you. Uh, I don't have enough fuel for that. Um, and I didn't realize until I started drawing. So do we finish <laughs> the drawing or do we declare an emergency landing? Your choice. Can we get a... Oh, we'll pass out some note cards. You guys write your vote on the back. You, you, can't, you can't just draw half a dick. Like, you no, gotta you got to finish the drawing, obviously. You got to. It, it's, it's for the greater good of the people. And, you know, air traffic control, <laughs> it's a stressful job. And they're watching you down there. Why not give them some entertainment? Right, it's a very exactly. stressful job. Why not? Shout out to our boys in ATC. <laughs> and oh my god! Anyway, uh, so so we get, we got another uh, plane story for you guys. You, you may have seen this. It's another one from Delta. So of course, Delta, honestly, and um, Tyler, like you, you've had a good experience with Delta, like when you yeah. first flew out here. Very good. Delta, in my opinion, actually has like probably one of the best um, customer services there is. Um, I would agree. Um, yeah, they also have the most money, so yeah. Well, <laughs> right, and like, well, okay, so like, so think about it like from Atlanta's perspective. Like, it's almost like if you live in Atlanta, like you almost have to fly Delta. Yeah. Like they have like an entire like half section of the airport dedicated to everything Delta. So. I mean, that's Delta. Yeah, Atlanta Delta is, is a southern so. monopoly. Right, I mean, yeah, and and de- like people like will judge you if like you take a flight um, from Atlanta like without Delta. You take Southwest. Atlanta. Yeah, pretty. That's pretty much what it's like. But anyway, they have like one of Not the best American. customer. They have one of the best um, customer service programs uh, there is. So, so there's this guy on Twitter. You guys may have heard of him. His name is Drew Gooden. Okay. Um, and yep. <laughs> Yep. And he tweets out the Delta. He says, <laughs> sorry, let me uh, clear my throat for this one. Can you get the voice? Try to do your best Gruden impression for this. Uh, I don't know what he sounds like, so I can't. I'll just do it with my normal voice. He All says, right. excuse me, Delta, but this is outrageous. I just got sucked through the toilet hole in one of your aircrafts. <laughs> yep. And I'm now hurtling through the sky. Can I get my Can I get my money back? This never happens on Southwest. Um. So, like, immediately, what I'm thinking is like, I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking of like oh one God. of the like the scene from like Zootopia where like they're trying to escape and they just go down the toilet or something like that. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, but uh, Delta actually responded. <laughs> did they really? I didn't see that. Yes, Delta oh, did respond, and they said, <laughs> "They said, hello, Drew. I am sorry to learn of this. Can you provide more detail to what occurred?" <laughs> Give us your and exact then, coordinates. Where exactly are you hurtling right now? 
<laughs> and then <laughs> Drew Drew responded again, and he said, "Got sucked through toilet hole." <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and it, unfortunately, it didn't carry on past that. I'll link you oh, guys the thread because it's, it's pretty fantastic. Funny. I just uh, I saw the original tweet. But, like, the first reply I, I saw just said, fuck's sake, Delta. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that is, like, some grade-A customer service. Like, caring about a customer that was literally sucked through a toilet <laughs> hole. I, uh... I, I and it's know. now hurtling through it. <laughs> hurtling through the air down to Earth. Let me tell you something. If that well, Yeah, let me just tweet to customer support. If I'm in that situation, I'm, I'm absolutely doing what he did. I would like to go out with a laugh from Delta customer support. Oh, this is funny. He ended up dying later. Cool. Like... <laughs> He, he actually was hurtling to go ahead. He actually was hurtling through through uh, space. <laughs> you got you got to yeah, think you... that Delta deals with replies or, or or tweets like this all the time, but it came from an actual somebody. So I guess that's why it, it made sense to reply to it. But I I think that is freaking funny. Well, Shout out to well, the social media guy at Delta. Well, think thinking about like. What happens like with like Xbox support? Like there, mm. people tweet at them all the time. They're literally like, "Help! I got my dick stuck in my Xbox." Like, <laughs> yeah, they, like, they, they genuinely reply and try to help them. That has been like, a meme for like <laughs> ten years about yeah. getting it stuck in the disc tray. Yeah, it's one. It's oh one of my. God. It's one of my favorite Reddit memes. It's an absolute classic meme, dude. It's I mean, great. It's great on Reddit. When are we it's, gonna? When are we gonna start showing kids classic memes instead of classic literature? <laughs> Hello, welcome to Meme 401. Memeology. Classic memeology. <laughs> it, it, oh God, it, it, it's funny. I, I, I gotta imagine when you're the social media person at, uh, who's dealing with customer support, you see stuff like that all the time, and I, I, I would probably have good spirits about it. Like, it's funny. Some of them are very creative. Reviewing dank memes. <laughs> Welcome to my meme review channel. <laughs> so, oh just PewDiePie? I, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he no, but he plays Minecraft with James Charles now. Don't worry. Yeah, Don't I've you seen worry. that. Don't Minecraft you is the game to play again. No, that is funny, though. Delta Responder, like, that's uh, good on them, I guess. This I gives mean... me an opportunity to say, hey, Xfinity, your customer support sucks. I just had the throw. I mean, it it's not. You're not wrong. No. Uh, I know. I know. I know. I'm not wrong. I'm usually not wrong. There's this one things. dude on Twitter who tw he'll tweet at like random help pages and just say help, and they'll respond and he'll tell them my wife and kids left me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler needs to give a shout out to Poker Stars. There, that support was quick. Oh, dude. Okay. Quick. Quick story. So Poker Stars, uh, got like. Made an account the other day, and of course, you know, it's like a New Jersey thing, so like they need your driver's license and uh, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. They need to make sure so, you actually exist. You're not a robot. So, for some reason, it wasn't working, of course, because technology never works with me. So, they had, <laughs> they had somebody <laughs> on live buddy. chat who, uh, they're like, all right, we're going to, you know, take this, we'll review it. So, I'm like, okay, they're going to review it. It's going to take like fucking a week. Uh, so, I give them my social and my driver's license. Literally three minutes. <laughs> right back and had it all set up and i was ecstatic because I, I thought like you know whenever you get that like all right we're gonna have to review it it's like at least a day or two days like and it's usually more than that and also this was at like 1 30 or this was like in the middle of the night so it wasn't yeah, like it was late 
it was late, so yeah, that is true. Shout out to Poker Stars Help, and I forget the woman's name. Big shout out to Poker Stars. Yeah, I forget the I forget the woman's name. Thank you to Poker Stars uh, for sponsoring this yeah. video. <laughs> um, Use the but, discount yeah. code COMPLAY for 15% off and $10 with your first deposit. Use the code COMPLAY NETWORK for 0% off. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you get $1 yeah. to use in Blackjack that you will definitely lose on the first hand. Trust me. Oh, God. <laughs> now you got me thinking about that again and all the money I've already lost. You had a bad night the other night. We, we won't get into this, but you had a bad night the other night. Because it's the little motherfuckers who think they're cool. That's why. Uh, although he did hit a straight flush, well, but they only won money, 17 so cents out of it. Cool. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, I, I always start getting depressed if I start thinking about the money. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I've, I've literally $7. lost like four... I've $7. lost like uh, only a few dollars on a couple of minutes. When you're in the microstakes <laughs> world, though, $7 hurts. It does. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Um, is that it for in case you missed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, well, we'll go ahead and move on. Okay, so we're running a little low on time anyway. We are. And with that, we will uh, move on to the NBA offseason. And as Bobby called it in this uh, rundown, the NBA offseason clusterfuck. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about the NBA offseason because it's been absolutely insane. Um, obviously, you know, big names moving all across. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Let's not waste time. By the uh, way, shout we'll out to start. Zach, though, for saying that the NBA offseason is more entertaining than the actual regular season. It is. Season. Every single NBA offseason is way more entertaining than the actual season. I just want to throw well, it out there. It's, well, like, because I think Bobby's response was something along the lines of, like, because you know who's going to win, like, when the NBA season starts. It's like, well, it's because of the NBA offseason that you know who's going to win. Like, now we know that the Clippers are going to be good, and... Um, well, no one knew. No one knew Toronto was going to win the title. No, though. but you can. You have a. You have a decent idea of what the playoff picture looks like, and it, it doesn't change. Like it's not like other leagues. The NBA. It's been. It's been the league of dynasties recently and super teams. So you know who's in playoff contention every time. Toronto was a red herring. Well, no, I, I was going to say, like in my opinion, like it was going to be like on the East. It was going to be either Boston or Milwaukee last year. I didn't think it was going to be Toronto. No. And Toronto got it by the skin of their teeth with a, the it, most ridiculous shot I've ever seen that, that just took three bounces and went in. Um, I'm a little pissed about it, that. I'm sorry. It's like, I guess it's not like who, maybe not who's going to win the championship, but you know who's going to be up there. Like, you yeah. know that. Um, you know who's going to get all the ESPN airtime is what you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so let's just start from the top. I'm on uh, CBS Sports right now. Uh, they have traded a list of the top 2019 free agents and where they went. So we're just going to kind of go down this list and, and we'll talk about some of these. Uh, the first one, uh, the big news that dropped uh, a couple of days ago, Kawhi Leonard signs with the L.A. Clippers on a three-year deal worth $103 million. Along with that brings his boy, Paul George, uh, who's also going to the Clippers. And one of the most, like, I've never seen a trade where so much was given up. Like, holy shit! Um, yeah, it, 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 sorry, <laughs> it's it's me. Um, so I just wanted to add real real quick, like it really is like if you think about it in terms of like how valuable those draft picks are going to be. Because like I'm thinking back to like 2012, 2013 when the Brooklyn Nets like basically traded away all of their draft picks like for old men. To like yeah. try to win a title, 
and yeah. the first they got was the second round, and then they had no one to. They literally had no new guys. Right. So like this is kind of like it's kind of like that except worse. Right. Uh, in well, terms of dra- in terms of draft picks. I, I mean, I will say, um, yeah, in terms of draft picks, yeah. I mean, I, I will say that the Clippers. I mean, Paul George is is a top, you know, probably top ten player in the league. Um, as where the Nets kind of got. I mean, yeah, they were guys that were declining. Um, so it wasn't in their best interest. But um, yeah, so the the trade haul on that was they gave up. Uh, four. I'm sorry. Let's see here. They gave up four future unprotected first round picks, one unprotected or one protected first round pick, and two pick swaps. Um, along with uh, Shea Gilders Alexander, who is, in my opinion, going to be really good, and uh, Gallinari, who is a nice piece. I mean, it's unfortunate that he's going to OKC, where they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, and well, you know, he's probably going to be you know, a waste of a space there. And I'd say that that sounds terrible, but like, you know, he, he could be a nice piece on a, on a championship team, but I mean, they're not going anywhere, um, especially after the Westbrook situation. So yeah, that, that is a haul. Um, but the Clippers kind of uh, snuck in there. I mean, the big things were, uh, or the big rumors were that it was going to be either Toronto. It was like somebody said it was like 99% Toronto or something like that. And of course, everybody went crazy. And then it was like, if it's not Toronto, it's LA, the, uh, excuse me, the Lakers. And it ends up being the Clippers, which is, it's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> the so Knicks too. I, I want, oh, Paul, the Knicks are and fucking. Stephen A. Smith travesty. is on suicide watch, by the way. <laughs> So before we move, I want to move on to something, and it's probably going to be um, you're probably going to know what I'm going to talk about. Because, but I want to talk about the Lakers moves first. Uh, so the Lakers uh, get the Marcus Cousins on a one year deal. They bring back Rondo. Uh, they also got um, uh, what's his face? Um, my God, why well, can't I think of his name? Green, the guy that was on. Draymond? I can't think of his first name. No, not Draymond. Uh, can I say? I don't know um, any other greens. My God, Danny Green, Jesus Christ! I couldn't say. I don't think Draymond name. Green moved. I don't know any other greens in the league. Yeah, no, it was uh, Danny Green. Um, so my question, uh, which has been the question of a lot of people, is who has the best roster right now in LA? Is it the Lakers or the Clippers? In my opinion, it's definitely the Clippers. I don't think it's. Uh, hmm. I mean. It's I, I, um it's tough I'll, because any team with LeBron on it. <laughs> so I'll I'll have to sorry I'm doing like a quick double check of like roster. the Clippers roster and like seeing how their bench is. Um, I mean so, quite honestly, so dude, I don't see I don't see how the hell you would have the Clippers over the Lakers. Like you're saying honestly. best roster or best starting five. I would. I wouldn't say like the whole roster. I would. I would. I would. I would say the Lakers for like both. I would say like if we're talking comparing rosters, I'd say like you the best eight or nine guys kind of deal. So looking at the Clippers, they got uh, Pat Bev, who's. I mean, the thing about the Clippers is they're going to be a lockdown team. Uh, they got Patrick Beverly, obviously Paul George. Um, they got Kawhi. They got Mo Harkless, which is a nice addition for them. Uh, Montrez Harrell will be coming off their bench. He's going to be awesome. They still got uh, Brendy's favorite sixth man of the year. Oh, my uh, fucking God, dude. <laughs> Lou Williams. 
Uh, Landry Shaman is probably I I would I think he's gonna be their starting shooting guard. I'm Fuck not sure really. though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they got Zubac. So I mean, that, that that's kind of that's kind of their roster. I, I I had to bring it up because oh god, his, his really a show them. So that's the that's the Clippers roster. I think Christ. I think having uh, Lou Williams and Harrow come off the bench is definitely a big deal um you know they're gonna be a nice uh six and seven uh and then on the lakers side you got your you know your anthony davis lebron james who lebron james is gonna be running point guard uh that's gonna be something um but he wasn't anyway uh you got the marcus cousins quinn well Cook, he's not gonna be running he's, he's not gonna be running point guard uh, rondo is well, they they said they're they're technically making him a point guard, though. Like, I don't know what that entails. Like, I mean, he already brings up the ball the co- up the court like most of the time. If like, I, I don't. Oh, well, that's just because he wants to. I don't like. I I, th- I think. Well, I mean, it it also helps to be fair that like early on in his career in his career he like kind of was a point guard because he was the only good person on the team. But yeah. like, I mean, Rondo's the only like other like point guard like like legit point guard like they're not gonna like have quinn cook bringing up the ball right right um so i mean you got marcus cousins uh kyle kuzma i would say this i think starting five the lakers definitely have it i think i would i would also probably give the edge to the lakers overall but i think it's close i will say a lot of people are absolutely shitting on the lakers like they're saying like how bad like not i don't know they're bad Based on like, what they were predicted to be at this yeah, point they were in the supposed offseason, to get Kawhi. yeah, they were supposed to get Kawhi, and they didn't. So and they, I, and I they, guess that's they why really they 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 missed the super team status. Even though our starting yeah. five is still going to be dominant, I mean, no question. Who's going to play the yeah, Who's going to play it, the it, four it, out of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? Out of Paul George and Kawhi, well, neither of them, but like probably Kawhi Leonard more. But like, I don't see any of either the, of them. The thing the about court. basketball nowadays is I feel like positions are coming less and less of the actual. It is because I'm looking. I'm like, wait, there's two small forwards here. I'm like, oh wait, what? I, because yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, they'll have like Beverly at the one. I mean, obviously, and they'll probably like Zubac and Beverly are definitely going to be playing point well, guard. Well, Jamichael, so. it's probably going to be Jamichael Green. Like that's. The current lineup, according to lineups.com, has Kawhi, uh, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, Zubac, and uh, Samet as the shooting guard. Yeah, I, I would put George at the two and then Kawhi at the three, and then Jermichael Green at the four. I mean, like I said, I, it, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter that much anymore. Like, I think, you know, obviously having... LeBron well, James is not built to be a point guard, but he's going to be playing point guard. Like it's just a, basically a tag at this point. Like it doesn't actually matter. Well, well, still, like you, you're not like I, I know it's like kind of become positionless, but like at the same time, like you don't want to start five centers or five point guards. No, you know, no, yeah, of course. But if you have yeah. three guys who can score and they're all small forwards, it doesn't matter if you put one well, or two. Well, okay, so like the shooting guard and uh, uh, wow. Shooting guard and a small forward, I would argue, are actually pretty interchangeable, and like you could probably yeah. play either. No, I'd, I'd agree. Um, I think the four is a little bit different, just because like you kind of have to like have a bit of height on you, but like for the most part, it's it's um, you could probably like just take like a, t- a tall shooting guard and put him on the on the power forward spot. 
Um, so it, it just like I think I think two, three, and four like definitely can be interchangeable to a degree. I think. I'm, go yeah. ahead. I was going to say I, that I agree with. Like, I'm not saying like a center can play the point guard. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that you have a lot of Bro. this going forwards. What? I was just going to say, imagine like Anthony Davis, like bringing up the ball. JaVale McGee at point JaVale guard. JaVale <laughs> <laughs> um, No, but like, you know, the, I think, yeah, the two, three and four are definitely the most interchangeable out of, out of all the positions. I mean, you know, maybe even like the shooting guard and point guard, of course, but. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's very interchangeable. And, and what I was gonna say is, you have a guy, you have you know these quote unquote small forwards who, um, you like Kawhi and LeBron and KD and, um, you know, fucking Jimmy Butler, like whatever. These guys are big guys. Like they're not they're not small, so they can be kind of put at the the shooting guard or the general, uh, the small forward or power forward. Like they're you know, everybody's fucking tall so it's like <laughs> i feel like it's and big like the way the nba has become i mean the the training these guys are getting i mean they're they're you know very strong and tall so you can kind of put guys wherever but um yeah i don't know i think i think the lakers probably have the advantage still even though um i i i, I mean the the clippers are going to be such a lockdown team um with Kawhi and and Pat Bev and uh, Paul George, like I wouldn't be surprised if they had like the least points scored against them this year. So, um, yeah. So that's the Battle of LA. Uh, that was a very big deal. And it, honestly, that Kawhi Leonard going to the Cl- uh, Clippers literally changed the landscape of the whole league. By yep. the way, yeah, that like, wasn't supposed to happen. Like, so he goes there. Uh, that and he brings Paul George with him, which means. Like Westbrook goes to the Rockets, so now like you just changed that. The you know the Lakers were supposed to supposed to get him, so now they're lost. Toronto doesn't have him. Like it just it literally this that one deal changed everything for so many teams. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I I just I I want to point out just how wrong the media was on this. Like from the beginning, like I will say to like to Kawhi's credit, like literally like. He had like everything duct tape and like nothing was leaking. Yeah. Um. Like no one knew that like you know he was trying to get a Paul George trade or like a trade for any superstar really. Uh, I want to give a very special shout out to my boy Ari Abraham. Uh, you guys might have heard of him. He basically he's like this seventeen eighteen year old beat writer for um, NBA Insider. And Jeez. he has been repeatedly like so wrong about this uh, Kawhi Leonard stuff. <laughs> like on on like July first or July second, he tweeted out like he literally tweeted out like whoa. She was like, the Los Angeles Clippers are out of the Kawhi Leonard uh, sweepstakes per sources, and like what? he's been like completely mocked on freezing cold takes repeatedly, <laughs> uh, and like. The, the the man literally just refuses to take the L. Like not like he's like not even just like yeah fuck that up. Um, he's well, like I was just going by what I was told at the time, and I was like, cool, take the L. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say that's gotta be a tough position, right? Because you're a journalist and you're being told from whatever sources you have, whether they're legitimate and good or not, is, is anybody's guess. But you're getting told from people, hey, look, it sounds like the Clippers are out, 
and you report that. I mean, you, you know, being first is is a big thing in journalism these days, which is always, you know, that, that's something that's worth the criticism by itself. But if he's the first to say, oh, yeah, Clippers are out, he's automatically going to get the praise. So if he's got multiple people telling him, hey, they're out, then I don't blame him for reporting that. But that obviously wasn't well, his. Uh, so his take a look at the Take a look at the tweet I, I linked and like click on it and just like take a minute and just Good like look, at, look. Just take a minute and look at the replies and just like how like roasting they are of him. Los Angeles Lakers continue to be very confident that free agent Kawhi Leonard will join the LEL. There's a lot of smoke out there, none of which we believe. <laughs> and like people are literally just like the replying clown. with like the, the, the clown. clowns. There's like SpongeBob memes. There's the picture of Kawhi Leonard that looks like he's taking a shit. Someone, someone else, the one right below it, I like where he's like, oh yeah, the Kawhi Leonard will make his decision early tonight as of June 30th. I love that. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many clowns. It, going off that though, it's kind of like an sources, dude. Trust me, I love that. <laughs> it's it's kind of uh interesting because I was just thinking about this. So like, um, in terms of like people that break the news, like Woj is the guy in the NBA. But like well, in, Woj and, and Shams. Well, yep. Well, I, I was gonna say, but like it seems more like him. Like in other sports, like hockey, for example, you get like Darren Dreger, Bob McKenzie, Pierre LeBron, um, a lot of guys. And, uh, you know, uh, NFL, you got Schefter and Rappaport and um, I, like, I'm missing so many names. It just seems like so many guys could break this. Like, it's always Woj, it seems like. That's always this person I get my, my news from. I love like, when it, he just... tweets something like really early or really late at night and it's something huge. And there people are like, dude, Woj, it's too early for this. Please like, shut like up. Go, to, go to fucking bed. Yeah, go to bed, Woj. <laughs> we don't want to hear this right now. We're going to bed. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know when these these insiders sleep. I really don't. I don't um, either. I don't know how uh, Shafter during uh, the NFL gets any shut eye. I swear he's in his office yeah. all the time. It's ridiculous. You know, uh, it, it, it's it's fun. like one of my favorite like Woj moment, like Woj things is like whenever he tweets out like a, a big like breaking news thing, like people reply and like like with like a Woj meter from like one to ten, <laughs> and like like ten like being like, oh my god, this is gonna break the NBA, and the one is like. Who and then yeah, who? Uh, I remember uh, he he broke the uh, the uh, Paul George trade uh, and someone replied with the Woj meter and ranked it two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it was like I think it was like the NBA draft though. Like I'm I'm watching the NBA draft and I might as well not have because I'm on Twitter and he's tweeting out who is going to get picked before the pick happens. Yeah, like he's he like the draft hasn't even happened and like he's already at like pick 14. Yeah. <laughs> like what why am I watching this? I already know what's going to happen. Um, I will I will say like the draft recently has been like getting like really complicated because yes. like the like for some reason like I don't know why the NBA does this, but if you trade draft picks, it doesn't take effect until July sixth. So dumb. Um, so like the the Hawks like they got um they got the fourth the fourth pick in the in the draft due to a trade with the uh, with the Pelicans via the Lakers. Um, so uh, Adam um Adam Silver comes up to the podium and he says the four with the, with the fourth pick the Lakers select uh deandre hunter and it's oh, like yeah go ahead uh, yeah I, I, although that's the hawk like the hawks made the pick i i 
I the Hawks made the the Hawks made the pick through the Pelicans via the Lakers. <laughs> I've never seen something so dumb. I just want to say that that drove me insane. <laughs> and it, it, there, like I feel like this year, like there's a lot of you know trades and smaller trades, like in the later round, um, and like the mid to later rounds of the first round, mm-hmm. uh, later half of the first round rather. So like there's a lot of that, and it's like. Yeah, um, DeAndre Hunter has to go up there and wear a Lakers hat, although everybody and their mother knows that he's going to be an Atlanta Hawk. Like, right. how dumb yeah. is that? Yeah, and then, and then like, the the reporter is like, what's it going to feel like to wear the purple and gold? Yeah, and it's, it's like, it, it's like I'm not. not. What? <laughs> I, I can't wait to look back in a couple of years when you look at his Wikipedia page, drafted by the Lakers, or it'll say, like, drafted by the Hawks, via, or through the Pelicans via the Lakers. Like, I hope it, it, it says exactly it. that. Well, if you're on the 2019 NBA draft uh, Wikipedia page, it shows that in the notes. It's like... Is it really? It's, it, well, so for the Hawks, like, that, that it, that's actually straightforward. It's like, because it was originally the Lakers pick, and it got traded to the Pelicans, and it got traded to the Hawks. Like, I, like, that doesn't sound straightforward, but, like, for the NBA, that actually is. Like, there was one very, very weird instance with the uh, Sixers where there was, like, five different, like, in, so, like, this was the Boston Celtics. It was, so, uh, this was originally, it was the 20th overall pick. Uh, it was from the Clippers um, via Memphis. Uh, picked by the Celtics and then traded to Philly. Uh, so literally, like four different words, like yeah. from via traded selected. <laughs> yeah, it's oh god, that that pissed me off so much. I'm like, just it's uh, I I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. The guy from uh, um, uh, Washington. I can't. Uh, Matthias Tybel. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Or it's Matias or Matias, I forget. But yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. He 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 was on like four different teams before the. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's, uh, but the other the other teams that made out really well in free agency, maybe the winners of free agency, depending on who you talk to, the Brooklyn Nets land Kevin Durant, um, and Kyrie. Uh, Kevin Durant four years, one hundred and sixty-four million, and uh, Kyrie four years, one hundred and forty-one million. Uh, KD will not play next year with the torn torn Achilles, I think I was, or something of that torn ACL. I forget what it was. But uh, they get two guys there, and the Nets all of a sudden, again, are actually relevant. How about that? No, uh, not, they next also, year. not next year. Not next well, year. Not, well, I don't know. I mean, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie could get them. I think they'll get a playoff spot. The East belongs sure. to the fucking Sixers next year because the yeah, Nets the are, <laughs> aren't ready yet. Uh, they yeah, also Trae got Young. Trey Young is going to carry the Hawks to a two seed. The one deal that I don't know about too much. I mean, so DeAndre Jordan also goes there. It's four years. I mean, it's only forty million, but four years. Um, when they already have Jared Allen there, it's kind of confusing to me. Um, but I mean, maybe they wanted to get a guy that was definitely ready. I don't. I don't really know. Um, I mean, Jared Allen looks like he's ready. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I would have Jared Allen over DeAndre Jordan. I, I don't, I don't, man. <laughs> like, I, I didn't want confused. Just the field bit. goal percentage. That's all. I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, how, like, do you, I, I, 
my outlook for the Nets next year is I think they can maybe get like a six or seven seed, maybe even a five seed. Um, yeah. Like, what do you guys think for them like, without KD? No, you're you're definitely right. I think if KD like were to be on the team, he'd uh, he would basically like guarantee at least a top three seed. Yeah. And man, it's really interesting. Like where like the Nets like it seemed like they almost came out of nowhere because like. I, I swear to God, like the Nets are trying to be like the first team in NBA history to never draft again. Like, <laughs> I, 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 or at least in the first round, because it's like, like I remember, like they actually had like their own pick this year, um, and like for the first time in like five years, and then they traded it away on draft night, and I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. They really came out of nowhere, but it, it's so it's it's kind of nice to uh, see a little bit of a different New York team um, kind of take over the scene. I don't know. I, like I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Okay, like beautiful, there. beautiful, beautiful Barclays Center. Beautiful, even from the island. <laughs> beautiful, so beautiful, beautiful. Uh, and, and a team that's KD actually won it at the Barclays Center. <laughs> I think if KD's there, I mean, yeah, I think they're probably our top three seed. I think they take maybe take a little bit to mesh, but I would say definitely a playoff team. I mean, they made the playoffs last year with, you know, the team they had. So yeah. um, now this came as a part of a sign-in trade um, that sent D'Angelo Russell to the uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, and also a first-round pick went back to the, the uh, Nets for – whatever fucking reason. Um, I don't know why, but that happened. Apparently, like, KD forced that to happen. I don't know. Whatever the story was. Um, but yeah, um, D'Angelo Russell goes to the Warriors, and we all... So, you know, Clay Thompson also got hurt last year, and he'll be out for majority of the year, um, who also, by the way, agreed to a five-year deal, $190 million with the Warriors. Um, where do you, like I don't know where D D'Angelo Russell fits when uh Clay Thompson comes back. I, I don't. Um like like maybe they have Steph at the one, D'Lo at the two, and then Clay running small forward, I guess. Well I guess we he would just just I mean, just for namesake value, not position or skill base, just he's really supposed to replace K D, right? <laughs> Well, I don't know, not because I mean, D'Lo is a you know a, sh- a guard and is not like I mean, KD. I don't think anybody plays KD. I mean, the best player in the league. But I maybe I guess they were looking for something, some sort of star power. Yeah, I guess replace him, but not. I mean, you, like I said, you can't really replace. I, I mean, KD, I'm talking so. about. So, I mean, I mainly talk about skill base, yeah, than just position yeah. base. Because I mean, we said earlier. I mean, positions are kind of here nor there anymore. Like, I mean, I guess. The thing about it was when the Nets got Kyrie, um, Russell was, you know, reportedly moving, which sucks because, I mean, he literally carried them to the playoffs last year and had a really good year. Right. Um, but, you know, they, they sent him there, and maybe it was just like, you know, kind of, let's get something back for KD. Let's get somebody. It doesn't end. Somebody, it's a yeah. decent name, so somebody. But, I mean, like I said, it's going to be interesting. You know, they'll have him playing the shooting guard, I'm sure. And then when Clay comes back, I'm, like I said, I'm assuming they'll move Clay to the three. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, we'll kind of have to kind of see there. Um, going back to the Nets for one second and just East in general, with KD being out this year, who do we have going to the final in the East? 
I would say the Sixers probably have the best chance, but um, I probably would say the Bucks would be the like my actual pick for the team that uh, that goes to the finals. I don't know how everybody. I'm, else I'm, feels, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say Sixers one because I'm biased. Two, I, not all the teams in the East are together yet, especially looking at um, the Nets with KD out. I think I mean, the not next season, the following season might be a little more difficult for the Sixers, but the Sixers made some decent moves too. Don't count them out in their off season. But, you know, I, I think if it's going to be, when is their time to make the finals? It'll be now. It'll probably be now. I would say the Sixers, if they had anybody on the floor that could shoot, the, I mean, that's, they're going to be their problem. Basically, um, we're just waiting for Ben Simmons to break out. Finally. I mean, we're it's waiting been for way Ben too long. Simmons to develop a jump shot. Yeah, that's forward. basically what we're looking for, and we just <laughs> signed him to a huge to max extension. So, um, he's got to break out, and I mean, Embiid's gonna be Embiid again, hopefully. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know who really. I mean, Sixers were are definitely still a playoff team. Like, I don't think that's. I mean, I I, I think it's. If you're looking at the East, I would say either the Bucks or the Sixers are your top two teams this year. <clears throat> this year, excuse me, with the uh, in the East, um, at least with the KD situation. Y'all sleeping on Trey Young and John Collins. That's okay. all I'm saying. <laughs> Look, I I do believe the Hawks will actually be a playoff team this year. I believe that, but like seven or eight seed. Seven or eight seed. Yeah. I like mean, I mean, yeah. Like I, I'm obviously joking, but it's yeah. like it's like. Fuck everything right now. It, 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 it'll, it'll <laughs> they're they're so be, young. It'll somehow be Atlanta having the Sixers number in the playoffs and pulling off an upset because, of course, they. No, will. yeah, I will say if the Hawks do make the playoffs, like watch out for an upset. Yeah. Like it might, it's it might happen. Um, like it, it may, it may not be a bad idea to bet on the upset. Hmm. I'm betting, like, I don't bet against my own teams though. Well, I, yeah, I was about to say like, I, like the Sixers, like maybe not, but like. A team like maybe Brooklyn or Milwaukee, I feel like we could probably fight. I I think uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to think of, like who's actually going to be good in these. Like the Raptors are going to suck now. Uh, the Nets won't be that good. Like it, it, like Boston. I mean, you know they lost Al Horford and, and Kyrie. Like they have Kemba now. Like they might be okay because they still have Kemba, Jason Tatum, and Gordon Hayward. But like I think the teams that beat in the East is the Sixers and the Bucks, and and for that saying that like if the Sixers want to win a championship, like they they got to do it this year. I feel like like I mean obviously like they still have the like they still have a future. Like don't get me wrong, they're still gonna be good. But like like you're in a year where KD is not playing, and like go like you go. you you have the path in the east like to get to the finals like you got to do something in the finals kind of deal yeah that's my thing i don't know because i i feel like when kd comes back and and the nets are going to be really good i mean i still think we can hang with them don't get me wrong like but it's gonna be tough i just don't know how from this point the sixers can make any other big moves to make the team better at this point it's either going to be a huge blow up or they're gonna have to win with what they have i mean they're cap strapped now um yeah which yeah, I mean, they lost J.J. Redick, uh, so I guess we'll move on to the Sixers. I'm now, sad about good. that one. I liked yeah, him. Th- that sucks, because he was actually the one guy that could shoot in our team. Yeah. Um, and then we also lost Jimmy Butler, was which, again, too. sucks, because is the other guy that could shoot in our team. Jimmy goddamn buckets. Um, 
and you know, the funny thing about it, I, I think I was talking to you guys about this. There was like a, I think it was like his high school yearbook or something. They were showing up. It was Jimmy Butler, and it was like one thing you would never wear, and it was a Miami Heat jersey, and that's yeah. like a legit thing. Yeah. Uh, and he's now my member of the Miami Heat. So he just wants a party, man. He just wants a party. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I well, I, I, I assume he probably said that like back when it was like the the LeBron, like Dwayne I mean, Wade and not, Chris I mean, Bosh. Holy shit, was that then? No, I mean this was a high school yearbook. So, I mean this. Oh, okay. But he, but he's Sorry. not that old though. No, well, he's not. He's no, it, it was definitely before the Heat. This this. Back when it was just Dwayne Wade on the Heat, I, I, I think. Maybe. Jimmy Butler's 29, so... So, 11 years yeah, ago. That, that's... When was LeBron and Wade? It, it wasn't... It was definitely wasn't that. Yeah. It, no. Yeah. My, uh, LeBron and Miami was, like, 2010 through 2014. So, I, 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 was, I was mistaken. Was this, like... That might have been, like, the um, so Shaq... Close. It might have been like the Shaq and Dwayne Wade team or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, Jason Williams. Like yeah. that was. If you think about it, that's actually like a pretty like solid team. Like obviously they won a title. Obviously it's a solid team. But like, yeah. that's like you know you got Jason Jason Williams and fucking Shaq, fucking Dwayne Wade, and then you have a fucking rigged NBA on your side. So <laughs> you got all. Yeah, you got all the right right combination of stuff. We did. We were able to retain Tobias Harris, uh, which is it's just good. I mean, he's a solid player. Um, again, just the problem is we have uh, our problem right now is we have a lot of guys that do the same thing, so it's <laughs> going to be tough. But Tobias Harris, five-year, one hundred eighty million dollar deal. So the starting five. By the way, that so the Jimmy Butler trade. Uh, it was a trade and sign as well. So the Josh Richardson goes back to the Sixers, which I like a lot. Um, I'm happy they got somebody out of it, and he might be the guy that can put up some numbers for us. Um, he'll play shooting guard. So the the starting lineup for the Sixers is going to probably be Simmons at the point guard, Richardson at the two, um, uh, Harris at the three. Uh, Al Horford, who signed a deal with us as well at the four and Embiid at the five, I would guess. Um, the Al Horford signing is really funny. I feel like that signing for the Sixers was not so much for the team to get better, but Al Horford is literally the only guy in the East that I think could legitimately, you know, stop Embiid. And now he's not; he's on the team. So, oh. like, I think that was more of like a signing, like you know. Obviously, he's he's good and he'll be, he'll be a good player, but um, I don't think there's anybody in the East that can actually defend Joel Embiid. No, now. I don't either. So that's that's nice. I mean, Embiid might. That's what I'm saying. Like he's got to have the Sixers got to do something this year. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of the top signings. Um, you had the <laughs> the one other team we have to touch on just for the absolute memes. Is the uh, poor New York Knicks? Uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. There is one more thing. Um, Kemba going to the uh, Boston Celtics um, will be interesting because you know Kyrie went there and and they weren't able to win a championship. And Kemba, I think, is one of the more underrated players in the league. I'm, I mean, he he's considered a superstar, but like I feel like he's still underrated like he's amazing so it's gonna be interesting to see if he can is the player that can actually bring on the title oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um anyway uh so yeah the new york knicks let's talk about them for like a few minutes and then we'll wrap up the show um 
Here's the thing. I am so, you know, I'm a Sixers fan, hate the Knicks. I feel so bad for their fans. Yep. So, so bad. Okay? So. This was it, man. This was it. This was their time to do it. We went from a few months ago, the Knicks saying, you know, they were reported to get, uh, you know, obviously not all these names, but at some point they were reported to get Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Kawhi Leonard, and I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but maybe that's it. They were all those guys. Uh, and who they actually ended up with was uh, Julius Randle. Good player. He's ain't Kevin Durant. Nope. Um, you know, uh, they got Bobby Portis. Oh, yeah, great su- fucking superstar. Yeah, no. Um, Alfred Payton. So, like, they literally got nobody. Now, here's the thing about it. It wouldn't. So that's bad enough. Like they got none of the players that they thought they were gonna get. The worst part about this is the stories that came out of it. Mm. Apparently, they um did not offer KD the max because of the injury. Um, and they didn't give Kawhi Leonard an interview. <laughs> like. How does this franchise still run? So what, I don't what was it. the story that they didn't give Kawhi an interview because they were uh, supposed to talk to KD first or something? What, what was that story? To, well, well it was, they were supposed to get KD and Kyrie. So they were like, okay, we're not going to have an interview with Ka- Kawhi. And then they didn't get them. So then they were free. That's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's at least a story I heard. And I'm pretty, it was from a bigger name. I don't think it was Woj, but I, I don't remember who it was. It actually might have been. Uh, which was just the salt in the um, and yep. Stephen A. Smith, yeah, on suicide watch. Um, so yeah, I mean the fucking poor Knicks. Um, that and then I know we're kind of flying through this, but yeah, uh, we are on a little bit of a time constraint. Uh, and the last thing I want to mention is the trade that happened yesterday, which is a a little bit of a confusing one. Um. No, this was inevitable, man. And with well, just it's, Westbrook, it's I'm not saying like the actual trade, but who he went to. So yeah, uh, Russell Westbrook goes to the Thunder. I heard uh, that. Not, did I say Wilson? You 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 caught yourself and fixed it, uh, but you meant to go say it. I also said he went to the Thunder, but that's not true. He was on the Thunder and it was going to the Rockets uh, for Chris Paul and some draft picks. Uh, the Thunder have already said they're looking to trade Chris Paul. Um, so that will probably happen soon, I would imagine. Uh, the reason this is, <clears throat> I don't understand this. Not that, okay. So, obviously, Russell Westbrook and James Harden, you know, when they were, for the past few years, they've been two of the best players in the league and MVP candidates. But you have two guys that play so similarly to get, like, an hour together. Um, they both thrive at getting to the, to the basket and and cutting and and you know driving to the lane whatever shooting free throws and this and that so one of them can't have the ball the whole time and i feel like that's eventually going to be a problem like like if james harden is the one that has the ball majority of the time how is westbrook gonna react to that now obviously james harden and Westbrook played together in OKC before they got traded, which, by the way, that team looking at it now was insane a few years ago. That Thunder team had KD, Harden, and Westbrook. That's unbelievable. 
Um, but it's going to be interesting how these guys have come along. And, I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean, they're both ball hogs. One of them is going to have to take a step back. I don't know. I don't really get the trade. I don't think honest. Westbrook's not really a spitfire, though. Like he's not an ego maniac, is he? I don't think he is. Uh, Harden can be. I no. I think Westbrook. I would say Westbrook is probably more than Harden. Really? What? I don't Westbrook, hear much coming out of him, or maybe I'm just not looking. Right now. Well, Westbrook is. Um, he he's like one of those guys that is just a true competitor. And right. sometimes gets into it a little too much on the court. Like right. him and Embiid have been, you know, having their back and forth for the last few years now. Oh, um, but I mean, that's just competition, man. I mean, that's. But I, I mean, as far if you're talking about like a guy that's going to be in the media, like, oh, I, you know, our team sucks or whatever. Like, it's not nothing like that. It's more of just like he's a really he's he's a hothead essentially. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes because he's just so competitive. Mm-hmm. Um. That's, I guess that would be my thing. But no, I just, I don't know. I just don't see. I mean, look, they have two superstars in their team now. Um, so you got to throw them in the mix. The West is so much better than the East, by the way. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the West, and the, it's it's not even close. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know how this is going to work out. I'm really, really uh, not sure about that. Fucking the Thunder absolutely stockpiling draft picks, though. It's, like, insane, you know, with the Paul George trade and now the Westbrook trade. I mean, they're going to have draft picks like you would not, you know, a lot of first-rounders. They first have a ton of first-rounders now, don't they? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually looking at it. Uh, so, next year they have only two first – this is all first-rounders. Next year they have two. Uh, the year after they have two, but they can swap with Houston or – yeah, so they, I'm sorry, they can swap with Houston. 2022, they have two. 2023, they have two. 2024, they have three. 25, one, and 2026. 20, Bro, <laughs> I seen somebody on Twitter post this. Literally, that Paul George trade, like they sent over a 2026 first round pick. You literally just traded for a seventh grader. <laughs> like, like, dude, 2026, like, like, literally a kid in eighth grade right now is. That's gonna he's that's gonna be his draft year or something like that. Like that's crazy. It's like unbelievable. You just traded for an eighth grader for Paul George. <laughs> I hope you know that. There's an eighth grader killing it in the in the in town ball right now. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway. I have not huge enough breaking news to use the jingle, but okay. worth somewhat noting. Going back to the West for a second. So LeBron apparently is keeping number twenty-three for another season. Actually, he's not giving it to AD. Oh, um, really? He there's I'm I'm just looking at the headline, and it's coming from Bleacher Report through Yahoo. Uh, apparently due to production issues. Like they couldn't make enough sure. Like they. I like don't know. I, I guess let me. I guess pull this up real quick and see exactly what it says. I'm pretty sure LeBron was like, nah, bro, you can get it. And then, like, a week later, he's like, nah, 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 nah. I was just playing. Bro. Oh, he would not. He would not do that to the team. Hold on. So, it's, it's just for a season, though. It says, LeBron James can't gift number 23 jersey to Anthony Davis until 2020. Uh, Wasn't approved by Nike because of the production issues and the massive financial hit the company would have taken due to the amount of number 23 James jerseys that have already been produced. Oh. <laughs> Okay. That's, that's really interesting. I don't think that's ever happened before. 
They're basically like, dude, you're fucking with our money. You can't do that. But I mean, in the same token, how many people are going to go out and buy LeBron James number six shirt like Lakers jerseys? You know oh, I'm I mean? sure quite a few though. I'm sure a lot of people uh, would. Like, I feel like a lot of people just do that anyway. That's crazy. Like, I've never heard of that happening. That's though. weird. I guess I mean Nike is obviously partner with LeBron, and I got you know twenty three has been LeBron James number except for his stint with the Heat. So I can see why there is an issue, but I didn't think they take such a hard stance on it. You know, it'd be funny if <laughs> if Anthony Davis took the number six and then <laughs> they just flip next year. So apparently there, there's there's a there's a March 15th deadline that the NBA has for teams to inquire about players switching jersey numbers. But the league apparently was willing to let this one happen if Nike if there was a deal to work out with Nike. Holy that, God. That, what this is like a lobbying government thing. You hear that? that that's so interesting. Like I've never heard of that. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I just popped up on my on my phone here on alert. But I thought that was interesting. I um, hope nobody's gone out and purchased LeBron James six jersey. I don't <laughs> like, think I. But right. I don't think it matters. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna wear yeah, six. It's just gonna be another gonna... season. I wonder if AD's gonna take six now. Or if that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he took six, like, that'd be really funny. That'd be, I think that'd be, like, a, a gimmick buy. Like, if you're going to buy the jerseys. Like, oh, yeah, I remember when AD wore six for a season. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. And I, I we're running short on time. But I did want to bring this up real quick. I really wish Brendy was able to say he had to, uh, unfortunately, leave due to some emergency of some kind. He's okay. Just some something he had to kind of take care of. Um, He tweeted something out through the company network Twitter. Uh. I'm going back towards the east. Uh, it was our, our favorite our favorite reporter on the face of the earth, John Heyman, uh, posted a tweet on June 30th saying, Commissioner Silver rightly forced Donald Sterling to sell the Clippers. I hope you know why they forced him to sell the Clippers, by the way, just, just as a side note. Yeah. Uh, it's time he do the same in New York and separate James Dolan from the Knicks. Yeah, he's comparing... Um, he's comparing somebody who made racist remarks to somebody who sucks at his job. Yeah, oh, yeah. I. That's literally what is happening. And Brendan, through our, our Twitter, said, uh, "I try not to give my opinion on here too much, but this is just not smart. These two don't belong in the same category, and they don't." Exactly. The yeah, Donald Sterling do. thing was a damn shame. Was just yeah. it, an absolute disgrace. And what James Dolan is 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 just okay. Look, it's a bad GM. Like not good I, at his I, job. I, He's I not should... being racist. <clears throat> I should say this. I said like racist remarks. It it, it was like it, he was legit a racist. It like, was like, bad. It. W- yeah. I'm not even gonna go find yeah. those quotes again. I'm not even gonna do it. But yeah. go so, look it up. It was everywhere. Uh, so it was yeah, bad. that like John Hammond needs to um, retire ASAP. He needs to stick to baseball and trying to figure out where Harper he's is. Bad at that. He's bad at baseball. Why I know, but at least it was entertaining with the whole Harper thing. Yeah. So, yes. I don't know. I, I did want to bring that up, though. I really wish Brandy was here. I really wanted him to elaborate on that. I'm sure he had a lot to say. I might ask him about that next week when we uh, when we go live again. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, want, I just wanted to point out those last couple things real quick. So, with that, uh, we're going to wrap up the NBA section, and we will get to Zach's track in the week in, in a second. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to say that the NBA's offseason is probably the craziest in all sports. Yeah. Unbelievable. The whole landscape of the league has changed. Um, you know, the teams that were good last year will no longer be good. The teams that absolutely blew last year will now be good. Like, it's just <laughs> absolutely crazy. And uh, the season doesn't start till November, so there's still a lot that could happen. Um, so there's that. And like I said, in terms of baseball, we will be checking in, I'm sure, again, because that is, like, literally the only thing that's going on right now. 
unless you're into like the World Cup of Cricket. Um, fortunately, we aren't. So oh we wait, no, we, we do need to acknowledge one thing though in, in our sports. Shout out to the U.S. Women's World Cup oh, soccer shit, team, yeah. national team, for winning their uh, is this second in a row, I think. Second in a row and fourth in the last like couple uh, last I don't know four out of the last. They five, are absolutely just dominating the world league Dude, so, it's, it's absurd. i mean they are way better than every team yeah it's it's crazy it really is. and it's good that um i mean I, I, look i'm not we're not gonna get into it but obviously there's a lot of controversy around the team this year but you know they proved that that they are still the best team the women's team and um as far as you know the equal pay stuff uh along with what the men's team is doing um <laughs> All I'm, all I'll say on that front is I am just hoping that both teams. Uh, I will say that the women's team hope they continue to be good and hope that the U.S. Uh, men's team will eventually be good. And they are on the uphill swing. They really are. They have a lot of good guys. Um, but yeah, we, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna stay away from everything and the political stuff. But I just want to say, yeah, congratulations to them. Here's Morgan and, uh, is fucking. Salty. <laughs> By the way, dude, why would you talk all that shit just knowing that they're like the best team? Like they're gonna win. The like, biggest L on Twitter about this. He was I never liked, so I never mad. Morgan, it just I, I like follow him just because he gets into it all the time on people with Twitter. Um, uh, Jesus, I lost my sentence. He gets into it all the time with people on Twitter, like uh, consistently. Like he, I swear, he does his show. And then he goes on Twitter and just attacks everybody. Like that's yeah, literally his job. That's his not. It's his nine to nine. Like at this point, it's ridiculous. But he, I mean, he was talking all that crap. And then even afterwards, when there was the video of the U.S. Uh, team celebrating on the tarmac after they got off the plane, they were all obviously pretty intoxicated. But good for them. Uh, but he was like, "Oh, I don't understand why they got to celebrate this way. It's a little over the top." Are you joking? Are you that sensitive? Yeah. Take this L, bro. Oh my Dude, god. Like, the World Cup is one of the, you know, probably the biggest sporting event hands down yeah. in all of sports. And like to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie, I feel like they didn't celebrate as much as they should. Exactly. The World Cup. Exactly. It comes every 4 years like and it's the biggest deal. It's literally the one of the only competitions where legit the whole world is Watch involved. This. Well, soccer is the international game. Like, it is not even close in, in yeah. terms of saying, you know, we call it soccer here because we're filthy Americans. But seriously, mm-hmm. like, everybody watches the World Cup. It is a big, big, big deal. Uh, what's it called? When the Men's World Cup was on, it was last year um, when the Men's yeah. World Cup was happening. Uh, I was actually, the one day I was at uh, I was at Six, Fla- uh, Six Flags with my girlfriend, and there was, there was a tiny, tiny little, like, bar like inside the park right mm-hmm. and it was filled with uh what was neymar it's, he's spain right neymar who's neymar where was no, he no, he was neymar on is brazil. Brazil, brazil sorry i i see how much i know about soccer so there were that bar was packed with at least 30 people wearing brazil jer- jerseys and they were watching a brazil game and they were losing their mind yeah. it was it's yeah. insane and i know that's like a tiny piece of it but it's it just it, it's it's cool to see you don't see that at a six flags on any other sporting event in new jersey in new jersey and <laughs> in, in jackson new jersey so yeah it, it's it, it it was just it's funny the world cup is is the world's tournament so but it was uh i was able to catch the finals and i did watch the semis with the netherlands the netherlands goalie oh my god get her a club get her into Carried. a club 
She was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. She was ridiculous. I forget her name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh Julia Ertz. They uh I mean that game could have been eight enough easily. Obviously <laughs> Julia Ertz is just Zachard's wife, right? That's it. That's it. Oh, I don't think did, so. Did you did you <laughs> did you see that headline though? Did you see you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Well it's because of um it's got not like a meme, but like they were saying yeah. like uh something like, Oh, Zach Ertz is just yeah, Julie Ertz's husband. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a really bad like headline that says something along the lines of, Oh yeah, uh Julie uh, or Zach Ertz's wife is in the women's world cup and it's like, um, her name is Julie Ertz and she's an astounding yeah. athlete actually. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that's in her Twitter bio still. Zach Ertz's wife. I think it's literally where her Twitter bio is. But uh congrats to them though. Good to see. Glad to see U.S. soccer actually doing something for once. So the women's <laughs> national team has been good for years now. So hope we can see a uh, continued trend of success. I do have to make a better effort to catch more games because I definitely miss some good football uh, uh, also, during this World Cup. Also, uh, hopefully this will continue to uh, you know make younger kids want to play soccer and Absolutely. we can actually grow our youth system uh, because we have – an awful youth soccer system in the U.S., so uh, hopefully we can grow that. But yep, yeah, congrats to them, and uh, we will wrap up with Zach's track of the week. What do you got for us? Uh, this week's track of the week is "Sway" by Turny and Sound. This is a group I've been listening to quite a bit lately, like almost to a point where I burned out. <laughs> I don't know if you guys do that, but it happens. Uh, yep. I do that all the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, another friend of mine is a big fan. He was telling me he pretty much just sits there and waits for new tracks to come out and then burns them out in a week. So I, I, I can I can attest with that. I do that so The song's called, it's called Sway by Turney and Sound. Right. I'll post a link to it. It's a really fucking cool sounding, man. Yeah, sorry, I don't have a Everybody demo check that shit out at Mike. the moment, but yeah, the uh, link will be in the description. And with that, we will wrap up episode 28 of the podcast. Um, uh, you know, I'm not making excuses for us, but uh, we will try to be back next week. It's You don't understand how hard it is to get four people with four work people who schedules. all work 40 hours a week. And are yeah, and even in the same geographical location on top yeah, of that. Right? So it's amazing we're even able to do it, you yeah. know, so once a month. I, yep. I don't want to, I'm not, like, I, I would love to be consistent. I would love for us to do it once a week, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. But we will hopefully be back next week. Um, and we are planning a special show uh, at some point um, with it kind of being dead. Um, so we will we'll see what happens with that. Um, but if you'd like to contact us, we are on Twitter at Comeplay Network. Um, that is all for us. We will see you next time for episode 29 of the Come Play Podcast. Peace.